What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new episode coming right at you, but you know what time it is. Time for a word from our sponsors, those fine folks that bring me to you week after week. First and foremost, we are brought to you by Spearmint Rhinos, Dames and Games, top of sports bar and grill, with locations in Van Nuys and downtown LA. Tonight, August 8th, come out to the Spearmint Rhinos, Dames and Games, Van Nuys, for Caliente Cage Rage. Watch beautiful performers and dancers fight in the cage. We got two fights tonight. I'm going to be out there live cage side, recording on an we drink, partying, come out, do shots, say my name at the door for free cover. We are also brought to you this week by the video versions of we Drink. Get the video versions now at www.anwd.net slash videos. Once again, that is www.anwd.net slash videos. Check them out. The Athena Rain episode is for free. Otherwise, it's 99 cents an episode or six bucks to stream everything. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Gamefly. Gamefly.com has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as old school systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. If you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low use price. There are never any due dates or late fees. Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no additional charge. Drinking buddies, games are expensive. Before you drop your hard-earned coin, check a game out on Gamefly. If you love it, keep it. If you don't, return it. So go to www.gameflyoffer.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.gameflyoffer.com slash ANWD to sign up for your premium 30-day trial for free, one game out shipped directly to you with a pre-addressed envelope included for easy returns. No contracts. Cancel any time. Last but not least, we were brought to you by our friends at Laughable. Laughable is the number one podcast app on iOS. Soon to be Google Play. That's right. It's available for Google now. I don't know if we're number one yet, but I'm pretty sure we're about to be. Not only can you subscribe to your favorite podcasts, you can subscribe to your favorite podcasters, comedians, and other personalities. They show right up in your subscription feed whenever they make an appearance on someone else's show. It's a great way to discover new podcasts. And on top of that, Laughable makes recommendations in-app daily. So go to the App Store or the Google Play Store, download Laughable for free right now, and find funny. Our guest this week is Miss Jillian Jansen. Jillian's back for a full-length episode, finally. After years of just coming on at AVN, we got a full-length episode out of her. She has some amazing stories. This was a super fun one. Do you guys need to kick back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking buddies? Jillian, what's going on? Welcome to the humble abode. Hey, thank you for having me. My pleasure. It's been too fucking long. It's been I know over a year since you've been on, and it's, it's always crazy to think the time passes. So I know. Fast. I just I keep telling because I get getting fatter in my 
beard gets grayer. Oh no, stop it. I keep getting skinnier and skinnier. No, I got to get on your diet. <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to gain weight and people don't realize it's just as hard to gain it is to lose. Okay, we'll trade diets. Let's do it. All right. So <laughs> I've eaten half a pizza today and a bunch of beer. So mm, I had pasta. So where'd you get pasta from? Mm, I had someone made it for me. <laughs> nice. That's At the best home. Part. My best friend in the whole world. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it comes down from Florida every once in a while and when he does, stays with me. And you put him to work immediately? Mm-hmm. In other ways. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's like, you're going to cook, you're going to clean, you're going to provide other duties. Exactly. <laughs> and I'll suck your cock. That's a fair trade. <laughs> so is he currently at the apartment cleaning for you right now? Yeah, I'm sure he is, actually. <laughs> but he goes back to Florida soon, so I'll have to start cleaning myself again. <laughs> Which I don't mind. I actually like it. I get I get into tune. I just turn some music on and I just get lost in my own little world. I actually like to clean. Well, whenever you'd like to come by and clean this place, <laughs> you're more than welcome to. All right. I'll, uh, I'll get in my little French maid costume. <laughs> you don't have to do all that. You can wear... I don't care. I'm it, I literally like... I just need the apartment clean. And if you're... All right. If you enjoy it, I'm just trying to bring happiness <laughs> to your life. <laughs> I don't enjoy it that much. <laughs> it was worth a shot. It was absolutely worth a shot. <laughs> anyway, how have you been? Uh, just rocking and rolling, doing this every week, drinking like a fish as usual. And uh, since the last time I saw you, uh, let's see, that was AVN 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Columbia last year, got wild down there. Oh, wow. I went to Columbia like. Last year, too, I think. When'd you go? Where? Oh, I went to Cali, Colombia. And uh, it was around, like, November-ish, nice. I how, how was Cali? Because we went to Bogota. I actually don't recall being able to experience it as much as I, I would have liked because my friend, the one that we're talking about, he actually kind of arranged it all and. I don't know, like, what really happened, but if it was my people, they would have been like, you know, instant, everything here, here, this is what you need, this is what you need. We kind of got there, and we really didn't know what to do, and there was, like, no one to really help us, so we're in a country where we, like, luckily, I took two years of Spanish back in high school, so I kind of refreshed on it a little bit on the way there, and luckily, I was able to kind of get us out of some situations that my friend never would have been able to. I would definitely go back because we do have some friends there and they do live in a really nice penthouse on top of like the mountain. But unfortunately, we we flew in there at night. So and I didn't have a window seat, my favorite spot. I didn't get to see like everything coming in. And then, of course, we left at night, too, so we didn't see everything coming out. And we happened to go to my friend's house when it was or our friend's house when it was late. And so everything was dark and again. But so I'm like, I didn't even get to see it. Oh, that sucks. How long were you in country? I was in there for uh, like three, four days. Maybe. Just working the whole time? Uh, well, yeah. So we we were actually so we were trying to get an event out there. It was a an expo. We were trying to get it, you know, popping out there like it was here, or like how we have conventions and stuff 
here and how it's just so nice to have everybody come together and be nice to, you know, have everybody go together, you know, out of the country and be able to enjoy it somewhere else. And so we were just trying to test the waters and we kind of like, again, no information was given to us. So we were just like, we're just going to hang in the hotel. We didn't want to go out because I literally, I took my phone and that's all I had. And we just like walked out of the hotel room. We walked not even like, we couldn't even get around the corner before someone stopped us and said, Hey, where are you going? You don't want to go out and about, especially with her, her phone out in the open and stuff like that. You'll, you'll get, you know, like mugged or something. And I'm just like, what? Like he's flat out. The hotel, you know, crew is telling us don't go out, you know, without, you know, protection in the sense of like security or whatnot. And so we're just like texting, you know, our people that invited us, like, you got to come get us, you know? And eventually they were just like, uh, they were busy because they were working and they were just like, well, you don't have to come to the show if you don't want. If you're, you know, we understand your concerns. We're like, okay, well, you know, at least one of these nights, let's at least do something, you know? And we were even afraid to take an Uber. Like, all because, that sucked. again, it was in another language. You know, everyone was speaking Spanish. And my my friend, like, literally knew nothing. And I knew the basics. You know, I knew how to get us around. Um, even ordering food was... <laughs> hysterical everything we ordered even kfc was not like it didn't taste like american food and we were just like oh well, i don't know what to do but then as soon as we went over to our friend's house they had like an in-home like house made or whatever like just like doing everything for and like i wanted mashed potatoes the whole time nothing else i just wanted mashed potatoes kfc didn't have them there i'm like hey who doesn't have mashed potatoes and gravy at KFC? Yeah, that's fucked. If you're going to import American <laughs> food, you need to import American food. I'm all about... The whole menu. <laughs> I'm all about like regional other things being on the menu. Like, yeah. okay, well, you're in another country. I want like the whole American menu and then yeah. and more. And more and more. So we showed up and they, they had mashed potatoes there for us. And I was just like, oh my gosh, yes. And then, of course, we had to leave early because we had to pack for a flight to go home. <laughs> Oh, that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I hope to go back one day. I know I'll have a better experience because I was probably like the just we were just so happy to get back because we just didn't we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> but I mean, that's half the adventure for me when I travel is not. I know, yeah. But I'm also a big dude and yeah. famous. <laughs> you were famous and much prettier than me. You might have problems. I think he was worried for a lot of things in that in that aspect, too. You know, and, and then all, you know, coming home, it was it like we went through two, three different kind of customs, you know. So just like it was like I love the journey, but sometimes also when we fly so much, it just it gets a little exhausting. And you can't wait to get home and sleep in your own bed and take a shower in your own shower. You know, we were just so happy because we had just gone, you know, like I've come into America and gone through customs once, and that's that's you know, frustrating enough as it is to go through like two, three different ones. It was like, okay, um, are we going to go out of the country anytime soon? No, let's just stay home. <laughs> but now I'm like itching. I, like I, I want to go somewhere so bad. Where do you want to go? Anywhere. I've been to Hawaii and Australia in the same 
um, crew that took me there. I want they've we've kind of talked about going to like Greece or Italy. So I really want to go to Italy, like really bad. You want to um, go to Venice, Rome, like where all that everywhere. I want to go everywhere. I've been so far. I've been to Maui, Waikiki. First it was Waikiki, then Maui, and then went to London for a minute. And that's a fun story to tell. And then um, I actually went on a cruise with my family. I took them. My mom and I kind of took my sister. We kind of took all each other. I put my I paid half. My mom paid half, and we kind of took my sister. She needed it <laughs> on a cruise, all for our birthdays. We're two months apart for our birthdays. My my sister's in March. I'm in May. My mom's is in uh, July. So we just kind of celebrated. We went to um, Jamaica, Cayman Islands, um, and Cozumel. And it was gorgeous. So then not long, not much longer later, we, my friend and I, we ended up going to Jamaica and then Columbia <laughs> And then, um, then I ended up going to Australia. So I'm hoping just anything. Oh, and then the Bahamas. We went on a cruise to the Bahamas. So I've been on two cruises in my life. I'll go on many, many more. Um, <laughs> uh, but the trip to London was, was interesting. I got deported. What? Wait a minute. Back to America. Technically, I think that's the right term. I mean, I hope you got deported back to America. You're in America um, right now. The, the thing I want to kind of classify it as, you know, because it was a short trip. I was going there for work. I wasn't really told necessarily everything that you should have been told kind of going out of the country. And going oh, so to your custom, first trip out? Mm-hmm, alone. Oh. At, it, well, because obviously, you know, Hawaii, you know, that was first time being like kind of like out of, even though it's America, like feeling like I was out of America, like Look, a tropical feeling. Like out of the continental uh, Exactly. Feeling like that. But London was actual first time ever. And either way, I'd never been alone traveling that far. So it was exhausting. I was excited to like get to my hotel to, you know, I was, I was, um, was casted for this big role and I was really excited because I was actually like able to, you know, express my acting skills that I really wanted to show everybody. And, and because some like in, information was like mis misinformed or something or just it didn't line up that i had i i said something wrong to the customs guy and he held me back for like an hour and then my bags I'm like where are my bags they're back there you know at the carousel or whatever and he's like we'll go get your bags you know an hour later and, and other people had been stopped too because like this lady was like, I didn't have a return flight home. I'm like, okay. So they're just stopping everybody and anybody. So for the British customs are no joke. No joke. So then they bring me back to like this interrogate, like this waiting room to be interrogated in this other room. So I'm sitting here in this waiting room three hours. Like, okay, what's going on? Like they locked up my stuff. I didn't have my phone, nothing. Luckily, one of the ladies, like, gave my phone and let me call my friend. And I let him know what happened. Called my agent. I was like, this is going on, just so you all know. Um, I don't know what's going on, really. But all right. So that was situated. They bring me back to the interrogation room. And they talk to me for another two, three hours. And everything is, like, handwritten question like okay so what are you doing here and who are you meeting and everything like asking me everything and i'm just like 
telling him again, same thing over and over. And then I said something not the same way. And he like turned, like flipped it on me. Like, well, you said this. So, well, anyway, you're not allowed into our country. You're denied entry. Um, we're sending you on the next plane home, but it's not until 1 p.m. the next day. Mind you, I fly in at 2 p.m. And this is going on. This is going on. Now it's 11 p.m. They tell me this. And I'm like, okay, all right, cool. I'll just sit here, sit it out, wait for my flight. No, they're like, we're going to bring you an hour away to a detention center. So blah, 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 blah. I'm like, why? Because we don't have enough room for you here because we have to have new people come in and, you know, stay here and whatnot. I'm like, okay, all right. So for no reason, you're bringing me an hour away and to this room. Like, I felt like I was like in jail or something. Like they had literally locked up my stuff, put me in handcuffs and everything. And just like treated me like a like felon or like just... I'm like, I'm an American porn star. I'm like the girl next door. Like you guys have no idea what you are doing. And so luckily, you know, my, my friend said, bring a watch and I never bring a watch. Like I never wear a watch except for, you know, my Apple watch now, but like, I, I was so glad I brought it because I was check, checking it every two hours. Like, okay, finally, like, it's eight o'clock in the morning. They come get me. I'm like, okay, we're ready to go. Let's go back to America. Let's go home. And they brought me back to the airport, making me wait in the waiting room for another three hours. It's like, I could have just slept here. Like, what was the deal of bringing me over somewhere for like, the ride was an hour. Of course, I slept for like six, seven hours, not even because I kept waking up and there were small little beds separated by a tiny little table. And I kept banging my head and my feet because my long legs, like I just like kept kneeing myself. Like eventually I just like got up and was like, okay, finally. And it just happened to be right around the time that they came and got me. Now it's time to go. And they're like five people walking me, you know, down the like walking escalator things. Like just kind of like, we're all just standing here, like all like, just like arms crossed, like all these people are just like looking at me while I'm like surrounded by these people. I just, I felt so embarrassed. It's just like all because I said, you know, like one thing wrong. Like I think I said, I mean, I was, I was, I was there to work. Right. And I guess I was supposed to have a visa. Yeah. They kind of want those things. And I actually, I actually get this. That was not actually my fault because I actually, yeah, I was like, you know, I'm here to, you know, I'm a tourist. I'm going to have fun, you know, meet, meet a friend. And so they called the friend and guess what the friend said? That you're working? Exactly what not to say in the email. Cause they said, don't say you're a porn star or a model or don't say anything about the industry. And I was like, gotcha. Just say you're here. You, you met me a couple months ago, blah, blah, blah. And you, we've been friends since and blah, blah, blah. You came to my country cause I came to yours or some. Make it playing it off like we knew each other when we really didn't. And they end up calling him and he says, yeah, she's she's here to work. And I'm just like blown away. Like, how could you do this? You know, the whole reason why I'm locked up in this situation, I felt like a real criminal. Like and I'm, I'm you know, if I would have known. So granted, I go to Australia for work with a guy who like obviously knows that you need a visa we bought a visa there and it took like 
two minutes and it was like $20. Yeah. That's all tourism in Australia is. And it's like, I'm like, if I would have known that, like I would have gone through what it would have taken to do the visa in London. Like now I know I learned my lesson, but my friend, I come home obviously disappointed, but obviously really happy to be home because I was stuck on a plane for like 20 hours. But I had a great flight there. I was by the window and I had a meal. They even gave me free alcohol, like living it up. Okay. But on the way home, they sent me and it's one of those big, big, big planes. So they sent me in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the middle, in the back, (laughs) in the back back and i'm stuck between this sweet little asian woman who's sleeping and this guy who like takes up the whole seat and it's like great like good looking guy just really buff like just like his arms are way out here i'm just like slumped in my middle seat having to pee the whole time starving not wanting to interrupt this guy over here because he's sleeping or he's just, no, he wasn't sleeping. She was sleeping, but he was just like chilling. And I was just like, all right, I'm just going to fall asleep or something. Sit here. I'm just going to sit here. Finally, we landed. I like, I literally almost did one of those moves where like I kissed the floor just like, oh, America, I'm home. Like I just coming in from customs and seeing that like American sign when you come in, I was just like so happy. So on my Instagram story, what you see is LAX. Yay. Going to London. You see the me flying into London. Then you see the the U.S. border customs of London. And then you see nothing for the 24 hours, 26 hours. And then you see America's like, you know, sign like, welcome to America. Welcome to U.S. I'm just like... Is like so it was still in the same story. You know, like Oh, that's so bad. Like <laughs> what the hell? So if anyone out there was wondering what happened way back then, that's what happened. So my friend was like, Well, you know, it's kind of a good thing you, you came back when you did because and it happened the reason why they were being so strict was because of the Ariana Grande concert and the bombing and what happened there. And and so not not even like a week later, some guy runs over a bunch of people on the bridge. That would have been the bridge that I would have been going to the airport on that day. So like I, I could have probably most likely avoided a big, you know, I could have been in that situation. And my friend was just like, just hugged me after that. I was like, I'm so glad you're home. Like, don't be upset that you missed out on that like opportunity. Like it'll come again. You'll, you'll, you learned from it. And it was just like, exactly like, Oh my gosh. Like, I could have been crossing that bridge to go sightseeing or from, you know, coming home from, you know, shooting or like, like anything could have been happening and I could have been, you know, not here to this day. So I just, I was not so upset about the fact that the experience happened. I was more like happy that I was just away from it. Like I didn't have to deal with it anymore. So. Oh, that's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Did you ever crazy. confront the person who fucked you over? Like, No, no, because it uh, it was wasn't, you know, I told my agent about it. He knew everything and he just, I'm pretty sure, just kept it on his radar. Like, you no, know, 
not going to book her with him again type thing. So well, you shouldn't book any of his clients with him at that point. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's the case. <laughs> so are you allowed to enter the UK or are you permanently banned? I am not permanently three years. <laughs> so how much time do you have left? Two, one. I don't remember. When was it? I've got probably a year left. If not, it should be over away. Probably should make sure the last Maybe. thing you want to do is show up. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Trust me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm a little careful about that. You know, I definitely keep out for, for situations like that now. So I just, I don't know. But I, I definitely want to go somewhere and I'd, I'd probably stay far away from there. <laughs> I had an okay time in London. It was fucking overpriced, though. It is really got is it? It's really expensive. Man. A lot of places are, though. LA is. No, I mean, London. Yeah, we still live here. <laughs> London is much more expensive than LA. Yeah. No, I, I can imagine. Like, when I went, I went in 2014. It was like $1.65 to the pound. I might have been one that happened. <laughs> and... It was dollar sixty five to the pound, but things were like yeah. the same prices they would be in dollars in pounds. So it's like, oh, it's ten bucks for a burger. Oh, that's like sixteen US. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was kind of confusing trying to understand the currency for Colombia too, because like everything. Oh, with the thousands. The that yeah, like what? What's fifty six thousand pesos? Like it means five, like three dollars. Like I don't even know. <laughs> I'm bad at that. Mind you guys, I didn't go to, I didn't graduate high school, nor did I go to college. So I'm not very good at math. It's okay. <laughs> I can't convert. It's all good. That was the worst. <laughs> I can't remember what the conversion rate is at this point. When I was down there, I'm like, my biggest beef with the Colombian money is there's a 2,000 peso note and a 20,000 peso note. And there's two versions of both notes. And one of them just says 20. One of them just says two. But then there's one that says 2,000 and one that says 20,000. Yeah. And I kept fucking up and like handing people 2,000 notes when I meant hand them a 20. <laughs> and a couple waiters were like. Either under tipping or over tipping. <laughs> yeah. A couple waiters were like, uh, did you not? Was something wrong? I'm like, oh, dude, I fucked up. My bad. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it just gives you a, a bigger just understanding and feeling for those that do come into America and don't know how to speak english and it's just, it, it it just it opened my heart even more in realizing like how hard and frustrating it could be for them and trying to you know understand just how we work and how different we are from them you know so i i definitely feel definitely feel for him now oh and that's part of the reason i feel international Always travel have, is <laughs> so important for americans because so many americans never leave the country and never understand yeah any other culture. And they don't leave America and appreciate like what they have here. And that's, that's another, you know, s disappointing thing is sometimes like people wreck on America, but like try going somewhere else where you don't know how to speak the language and you don't understand their culture and you don't know their traditions and certain things. It's like you'll, you'll, you'd be frustrated and mad too, or, or have an attitude or angry or just not want to deal with people like, Totally get it, you know, but then there's other people who just, you take it, they learn from it and it makes them a better person. And, you know, a lot of people in, especially in LA, like a lot of people, you just, you do you, you know, you just, you do what makes you happy. You don't necessarily always focus on what other people are doing. 
if I feel like sometimes if you don't, then you don't, you're not sentimental to what other people are going through, you know, like, like for me, for instance, like I've been work, 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 work. And then recently I've had some issues with, you know, my health and certain things with just other things. And it was just like, now I realize it's not all about the, you know, the rock star life, the living in the fame and, or this and that, it, uh, the money, it's like, it, we still have problems too. And, you know, like I, I have a family still, you know, like they go through shit too. Like I want to be there for them and they want to be there for me. And, you know, and I, I want to be out there doing a lot of things for my fans that I, I wish I could be doing, but I've got to focus on me, you know? So a lot of people are kind of like, yo, you're, you're looking a little too skinny now. And a lot of people don't realize that I had a root canal and I actually needed three root canals on one root canal. And it was like very off. It was awful. I was out of, I was out of commission, out of even talking for a couple weeks. So I, I just kind of like, let it go on without, I, I knew like I had a cavity and I was just working so much, just so much. I like, for instance, yesterday I worked from like 6am to like 9pm, you know, who can go to the dentist around that time? Like no one. And that was, you know, not all the time the case, but you know, working from nine to five or you just work getting done right at, you know, three, but no one would see, you know, it just wasn't the perfect time and it didn't match up and blah, blah, blah. Eventually time went on, time went on. And I, I just realized like, look, I need to get this done. Yeah. And there's, so there's no sick days in porn. Exactly. There's no sick days. So, you know, I realized like, look, I needed, it needed done. So I went into somebody thinking they were you know, really good, you know, whatever, but I got referred by a friend. So I, I should have, I should have done my homework better but I like my friends. I listen to my friends. I trust in my friends. And you know that when it comes to my health and professional opinion, when it comes to medical that I'm not going to listen to my friends. I'm going to do my own research and I learned my lesson. So I hit up the doctor and they worked with me on payment plan and they saw me whenever, you know, I needed that and this. So we're getting some work done. I confided in them a little bit. I, you know, I, I was okay with their work and, and everything, but eventually it got to the point, like, why am I going to this dentist? Like it's so far away and he doesn't even do the work that, you know, you know, like sitting there complaining in his chair while I'm going through this. And it it gave me like major anxiety, major anxiety. So at this point I needed the root canal and he's going in there trying to fi- fix it, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if it's his tools or his method or the fact that he wasn't paying attention. He infected me worse than like it was already. And it swelled up like a balloon. I couldn't, I could barely even move my mouth, let alone talk. I couldn't eat. I lost 20 pounds. Like, I gained a lot of weight when I took some time off and like focused on myself and gave myself that, you know, that, um, attention. And then, 
boom. As soon as I got it back, I lost it all because I couldn't eat. And they, of course, had me, you know, people are like, well, you're doing drugs and, you know, you look sick. And it's like, no, it's like, yeah, in a sense, I am doing drugs because my dentist prescribed like opioids and clindamycin or something that I couldn't even pronounce that like you had to take it. And within the 10 minutes, you couldn't lay down. Because it was like your if your blood like rushed, you know, to your head or something, you could die. And what I, the fuck for dental work? I'm just like, holy fuck, like I could die. So I I was so paranoid and just like, oh my God, oh my God, what's going on? Like I'm gonna die from like because your heart is connected to your, you know, it's just it just my mind was like in a wreck. So now I'm depressed. So now of course, you know, like the like the drugs are kicking into the mindset of like, you know, and I'm upset that I can't work. People are calling me like, hey, got a booking for you. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I I'm out of commission for at least two weeks, at least. But it it, it was a month. It took a month for me to fully recover. And then then even because I went to a new dentist. I was like, I'm over this. I'm not going to go to a guy who gives me anxiety, who is not fixing me and he's making me worse. And it's like, it took me so long to get into this, like finally take care of myself. I'm not going to like just half-ass it. So I went to someone who actually was 24 hours. There's a 24-hour dentist. Yeah, it's real in LA anyway. And um, mind you that, of course, I went like normal hours, but... um, it's nice to have that security, knowing that if something ever happened, like, boom, it's right there. It's immediate. Like, you can so, get offset and go if you need to. Yeah. Like, the other day, I was just fucking around with my friend, and, like, I I was the idiot, and I just, like, slammed my face because his hand was just kind of up, like, just chilling there, and I just slammed my mouth into his, his fist somehow. I'm just like, anything is possible. Anything could happen. Like, I have very sensitive teeth. <laughs> like, so it just, it, it, that just it put me out for a while you know i'm back you know i'm getting my weight back i feel good you know so it just i i just wanted to feel i feel like i had to clear that because people you know like i don't even this like <laughs> drinking like i don't drink much anymore i just i i kind of do it socially i just i do it when we go to conventions and award shows and you know, if I would have made it to the house party last night for ABN, I would have been drinking, I'm sure. But I was too busy working. I was doing an orgy. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Getting paid, orgy, so, ABN house party. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, I'd rather work over, you know, obviously, you know, partying. But well, I, you gotta I, make I up the rev- to have fun. <laughs> you got to make up the revenue for the month lost. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I didn't realize, like, how like how much of a loss it put me at until like it made more sense like oh hey you know my rent is like three thousand dollars you know you should probably make sure you can pay that (laughs) so um no it's good though but it uh surprisingly i'm still able to you know manage my income even if i a lot of girls were able we were able to set up other avenues of you know making money um and you know because anything can happen in this industry especially when your image is you know a huge part of your brand your career your success 
And if anything happens to you, if you're not taking care of yourself, it goes down the drain. Oh, I've seen it happen plenty of times. I've seen performers get married and then put on a bunch of weight. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. There's a happiness weight of like the new relationship that people get into sometimes. Yeah. Just get comfortable. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I'm just, I'm at a point in my life where just, I want to keep doing this for a very long time. I love, I love what I do. And we should also bring it in the sense of like why I've done my own sites and stuff. You know, it's not only for the fact that, you know, yes, in case if there's a reason I can't shoot for another company, I can do something for myself and still make that that back but it's also because i love it i absolutely love it i enjoy it i love just you know looking you know at a camera through lens you know or at a picture or a video of me you know masturbating or sucking cock or you know taking it in the ass like i genuinely love it and i i i legitimately want my fans to see it and enjoy it and be a part of my life. And, you know, and I feel like I was so closed off for a minute because I had to, I was going through it. I was obviously in a state of mind where I just, I was not confident anymore. I lost just a lot of things that people saw in me when I first started and through my career. And, and I just, I I became a little more insecure about some things because of my teeth and then my weight and then boom, this and that. And then, but now it's like, I'm back. So, and, but then as soon as I'm back, my websites want to disappear. And my Snapchat, everyone's locking me out and all that. Instagram's already said, you know, hell with me a long time ago. So. Instagram's like, <laughs> oh, you have breasts and you want to show them to people and, uh, you occasionally have sex on film. Goodbye. Just yeah. kicking everyone to the fucking curb. <laughs> I'm curious. First and foremost, are you planning to start your own production, like shooting other people on top I of it? I do. I've actually, I've, a lot of things kind of happen and slow me down, but I intentionally did get my website kind of started to do that. I went and got a bank account, you know, I got my name set up. Not necessarily, you know, I've got a DBA. You know, like I, I don't necessarily have what I'm going to call my company or a site or something. I kind of did back in the day. I had an idea, um, but what like, was the idea? Um, <laughs> it was like, so my company is JJ Entertainment. Makes sense, right? Um, and so I was going to have it. You know, the the guys be the Jets and the girls be the gents. Um, or something like that, or no other way around. I'm sorry. The guys be the gents because ladies and gentlemen, gents, and then the girls would be the jets. And it was going to be kind of like the pussycat dolls, like where, you know, some hot bitches would go travel the world, fuck some awesome dick and just have a good time. <laughs> so I still plan to do that, <laughs> but it's, uh, it slowed down my process a little bit with all the things that were going on. And then everything changes every once in a while. Like my mind, like, I'm like, I want to do this. And then I want to do that. And then I want to do this. So like, I'm, I'm all over the place with some things. So I'm like, (sighs) I've just, I'm undecided of what's next. I'm like, okay, I want to focus on, you know, just like my OnlyFans, you know, and just do where, you know, I'm on sets already and I just set up like a BTS kind of thing and, and they see that. And then my, my Snapchat was more like close up. You got to see like legit, like up close and personal. And 
you know, and it, it was just like a whole system I had going. And then my, the real Jillian Jansen was going to be the actual scene, you know, that, you know, like, but like, so I was going to have, I still am, I'm going to do this. It's cause I, my thing is I want everyone to experience everything. Like the kind of way that you have, you know, like three different things going on here with cameras. Like I want three different angle, like things going on too. Like, but for, okay. Once for, you know, BTS, like, you know, just what for different things, you know? And I would kind of do like from the moment the girl got there from the moment she left to kind of experience it'd be a lot of content, a lot of footage, but just kind of like the whole experience. Like you get to see like when, you know, we arrive, what happens, what we talk about, what we say in makeup, you know, it's a, a day on set, a, a whole day on set. You know, you get to see the up close personal, the, the different angles, the behind the scenes. Cause my thing was when, you know, you have the company and they're shooting what they want and, They've got these angles, but when I set up my phone, I put it in the corner. I'm like, wow, this whole angle of like this whole set is awesome. Not just like the close up POV version, like the whole thing. And like, it just, I love the whole, even like, even lights being in it, even cameras, like the full on like reality of it. Like this is the reality of porn. So I have good news. A day on set.com is available. Nice. I better write yourself a note. Text my webmaster right now. <laughs> Ted of Exotica, <laughs> the best webmaster. Shout out to TBS Designs. He designed my whole website, Jillian Jansen Triple X.com. We are in construction right now. I'm kind of revamping my whole everything, my logo, my everything just hoping to to get exactly what you know i have in mind and and he's he's been perfect everything down to a t so i'm just i'm I'm excited to get that going but again had so much going on now i can finally focus on it that's awesome what would day in the life a day on set.com is a day on set.com i'm gonna have it by the time, by the time this airs, this air, you're not, you're not and then everyone's gonna be looking up and wonder if it if it really is available or not, and then they're like, no, just kind of like in like TV shows and movies, they put like phone numbers on you, like you call the number, see if it's like real. <laughs> you're not gonna make the mistake I make all the time, which is throwing ideas out on the show and then never following up on them. <laughs> right <laughs> now, I have to do it. Damn it! <laughs> well, shit. I, once you get your production company fully up and running, I have ideas I have to pitch to you. Perfect. Well, I'll add them to my thousand like list idea. Well, me. hopefully I won't be at the bottom of the list. Maybe, you know, in the 500. I, no, I bump up the new ones to the top. Oh, okay. I bump up the new one. I have like a thousand on the list right now. You'll be a thousand and one and you'll be at the top. So... I'll give you some elevator pitches for some porn ideas I've had that I've yes. been sitting on forever. Yes. So many ideas. I, I can't wait. But but the main thing is like finding the right crew and locations. Like that's so you would think with being at all the locations I've been, I I would have kept like a notebook or like something like that. Like, oh, hey, this address was this location and this, you know, I should have been a little better about that. If I have any advice for any girls, like do that if you want. You know, to do that. But it, <laughs> it totally makes sense by the time you get off set, you're like, I just want to go home. 
Like, right. <laughs> the it's traffic. A long fucking day. <laughs> yeah, the traffic can be crazy sometimes. Well, and you're talking about sets that are like, like 13, 14 hour days. You're like yesterday, like- for instance. <laughs> we went to, it was awesome though, because, but they kind of like didn't make sense a little bit, but it was like, because there were so many girls. Granted, it was an orgy. And there was like seven, eight girls. So we all had our makeup done. They had like three different makeup artists. So we had like, so I arrived, another girl arrived, another girl arrived. We were like the first three, got our makeup done. We left, went to location 40 minutes away from where we got our makeup done. So then we did our, you know, like pretty girls and BTS and teases and stuff while the other girls were getting their makeup done while we and then when we were finished, the other girls came in, rotated, kept doing that. So it was a long day, great day. By the time we did the video, and because like a lot of girls are kind of like planning to go to like the AVN party and have some fun and stuff, I don't I don't think any of them made it. <laughs> because we were all by the end of it, not only like just exhausted, but we were fucked up like fucked out of our minds like lashes down our faces like our hair was just like sticking to our foreheads and it was just like who's gonna want to go to a party now like and who wants take to walk pictures a red on carpet, a red carpet? Yeah. yeah like <laughs> it was just like so funny when i was just i was just like all right all right it's time to go home because like if anything if i were to go to the party i would drop my bags off touch up a little bit and then make it but I still would have had like maybe a half hour before the party ended right. or got party, too crazy. That party anyway. pretty fucking early. Yeah. So I was just like, all right. I got home like an hour later, just like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't even try to go to this party. It wouldn't have made any sense. I would have made it there by the time they were closing the doors. And I was just like, <laughs> so I ended up passing out. Of course, I showered on set, just so you guys, like, no, I'm not, like, <laughs> still sitting there with cum all over my face, even though sometimes I have. But after an orgy like that, I just felt so dirty. I felt so sexy and so horny and so, like, amazing. And then after, when I'm sitting on my bed, I'm like, I got to shower again. <laughs> um, and then I passed out. I was so exhausted because I'd woken up at, like, 6 in the morning to shower, to be there by eight. So it was a long, long day, but it was, it was probably the the best. You go on my Twitter right now and you'll see the, the retweet from, um, from the company that we worked with and all those girls like bomb. We're in like, um, the, uh, Borat type costumes, the, the one piece, oh, the, one the, piece of like the little- V, and it looked so hot. We had leg warmers on and heels. Was this like 80s themed? It seemed kind of like it, but um, no, it just, it just, I th- mainly I think it was just to make us all girls, like all, all of us match, I think. Um, but no, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. I had so, I was doing positions I'd never done before. I had two girls stacked. And I was going back and forth from their pussies. And then randomly a guy came up. I didn't even look behind me to see who it was. And he just kept fucking me while I'm licking these pussies. And then a girl, 
uh, the other girl who was on top, she's like, I want to do it. I want to do it. And then so I got on top and she got fucked and we all pretty much shared and, and did like all the craziest things you can imagine. <laughs> so I've never been on set for an orgy scene. <laughs> like, did they just like roll cameras and just like go? Yeah. So there was four guys standing with the crew members standing with, um, three had video cameras and one had a, a, a picture a duty picture duty so um but i think a lot of it too it was just so much going on they're probably gonna take like you know stills from the screenshots from the from the video because <laughs> there's just some things you can't repeat they just it just turns out so hot that you're just like okay we can't we can't try to you know match that like unless we really 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 try but no it was just it, it was so entertaining it's just like there was always something to do like and i think that was probably my biggest orgy because there was an orgy i did uh, a few years back like orgy masters and yeah that that was really fun and entertaining and just it brought me back like made me realize like Especially after being kind of out for, you know, a month and not having, you know, as much sex as I would have liked. <laughs> so that definitely made up for it. <laughs> like the month you were out, you weren't getting off screen camp, you know, off screen dick. Like what the hell? Yeah, there was. I wasn't. Another girl was. She was so hot. Well, she no, was just getting I'm fucked. Just, I'm just saying like you're out for a month. You weren't getting laid off camera. I didn't want it. Fair. I, again, when you're so in that state of mind, you don't want anything. You just, you just, you, I just, I couldn't deal with life. I just like certain shows would set me off. Like I would watch, like I watch a lot of shows like Grey's Anatomy and, you know, even funny shows. Like I was watching, um, <sighs> the new Seth MacFarlane show, Orville. Oh, the Orville? I was watching that. That actually makes me laugh. And like, I wasn't nothing. I'm just dead, <laughs> dead face. I was just like, not nothing. My friend was, you know, I felt bad for my friend because <laughs> right before that happened, of course, um, I had to replace my my implant in my arm for my birth control. A lot of people don't realize, you know, I have that and um it's been the best. I love it. I will I'll get it probably for another couple of years after this one. Um but it really messed up my hormones. Every little thing made me like just tick. Like or I would just go off or I just randomly talk about something. My, like my friend was just like, what are you talking about? I'm just like, I'm just spending, I'm just talking. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what's going on. So then I got that fixed. And then I was out of work for another week while my arm healed. And then the dentist, you know, that happened and then boom. And now it's like, life is back to normal, but <laughs> that happened but it, make it, it made us so much stronger, like realizing that like I was just, I'm a girl, <laughs> I'm a girl, but I'm friends with a dude. I'm best friends with a guy and as I love it. It's the best. I, I, 
I would never go back on it. I'm so glad we met. We have been by each other's side since that we can even work together. I've had friends mooch off me in the past where it just like, they just took my money. They never made me any money. They never helped me. They never cared what they were doing. But this guy, he literally is like, hey, you know, you want to want to make a custom for someone? You want to you want to Skype? You want to suck my dick? You know, you want to, you know, and I, when I'm like, nah, I'm good. He's like, OK. And he doesn't pressure me. I like that you know, because a lot of people think that when you're not working on set that you still like to fuck and you like. To, but no, I like to save myself for a set so you guys get the best experience you can get. So I, I'm not as sexual at home and. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't want it. But then there's other times where I'm just like, get your cock out and we won't even record it, you know? And well, I, so, I think that's very important that you at least have some sex that's off camera. Like, yeah. That's I just do. for fucking you. I do. I do. And it's good, you know, because I also critique myself so much, especially when I'm recording it for myself on my own sites. I criticize everything and I'm worried about this and that and what my hair like looks like and. Are you critiquing your scene partners at the same level? No, no, no. They can do whatever. They can look however. But it's me. If my hair is off point, I hate the whole scene. I'm so weird. Not necessarily I hate the whole scene, but I won't watch it. I don't watch a lot of videos anyway. I, I'm i more about the photos because the photos will last me for life. The guy, you know, sometimes I get upset on, on set because I was groomed. Like I just learned. I grew up on set knowing every photographer every director every producer was like okay move your hair watch your eyes you know make sure you're looking here this way like if you're down this way won't be able to see you i was groomed that way now that i feel like i'm like oh i've got to go check my hair or got to make sure like everything's on point i feel like sometimes i'm being a diva about it but it's like i i care about my brand i care about this and that you know like I, I feel like I do it more than I did way back in the day, but I feel like people care less now than they did back in the day, you know? So sometimes it's, you know, so that's why I like to just sometimes not worry about a camera, but I'd rather have that camera there because sometimes the experience, like it's just something I don't want to ever forget. Even just the mood, the mindset, wherever we are, the location, it could be the same boring sex we have all the time, but we're always in a different location, different, you know, city. Uh, I travel so much for feature dancing. And that was kind of like the thing that I loved about, you know, my premium Snapchat and OnlyFans is like being able to show everybody that here in the now, like this is what I'm doing. I'm traveling. I'm still fucking. And you can enjoy me, you know, and, and that's what I love about Sex Panther too. And, and a lot, of, I just get so many ideas and, I just, I always want to put it out there for the world to see, you know, and yeah, there's, again, there's just times where I like to just flick the bean by myself. My Hitachi is my best friend too. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and that's one of the things that like every time I've ever sat down with you, like I've always sensed about you, known about you is like, you're always like, no, my brand, my brand's on point. I'm doing this. Like I'm killing it. You're, yeah. you're always I sit down with a lot of people in the industry and a lot of people are not as there are people that are not as brand conscious as you are. My friends, like you're too perfectionist. Like you're too hard on yourself. Like you would, you know, have more content out there, or, you know, have more money or this and that. Like if you weren't so hard on yourself and it's just like, well, but I wouldn't be proud of it. I have to be proud of what I do. And I am 
everything, every day, down to a T. I'm proud of it because I took my time on it. At the end of the day, though people don't necessarily consider porn art, this is still an art form. This is still entertainment. so artistic to me. I find art in every angle, every style, every everything. I find it. I've got a good eye and that's, you know, and I want people to see that I've got that good eye and some people do. And that's why I want to, you know, have my own sets going where I've got my own crew. Like even some of the things like, you know, the other day I would have done differently. You know, if I was in charge, I would be like, yo, we should have had this. We should have done this. (laughs) This is what we shouldn't have done. (laughs) You know, like if you're going to have so many of, you know, like ideas and just everyone's got to be on the same page. And if you want people to be on the same page, you got to do it a certain way, you know, and it it just makes sense to like for me, I just I want to have kind of like a setup, everything like a, a, a system, like how to how to do everything and go by that every day. But like but still. We're still going to get, we're still going to have fun, but we're still going to get work done. You know, there's a lot of crews I go on and like, like the other day, you like the other, other day, you know, it was, it was long on set and they took like longer on our set than, cause like we ended up at like, I mean, we were there at like 11, ended at like seven, eight, but there was another scene after ours. they're starting their scene at eight o'clock at night. And it's like, they're not getting out of there until like midnight. And they're probably not going to put forth the best performance because they've been there all fucking day. And exactly. And it's like, but I guarantee they were still able to kind of like, they weren't, they were messing around and having fun during the day, like with us, but they, I guarantee they weren't messing around as much for the second scene, but they still did the same amount of like high quality content and was still able to have fun. There are sets I go on now that like the same, same thing with the whole, like, you know, I feel like sometimes I care a little bit too much about my appearance or my hair or this and that, or how, how the production is like how, you know, even continuity, you know, or like we need to do the same thing we did in video that we did in, in photos and, and this and that. And they're just like, Nope, Nope. Let's go. Let's do this next. We're on to the next thing. Like, let's go home. And it's like, like at least for photos like they need to match or they they need to look you know or something and it's just like nope we're not even gonna do those and it's like ah but i'm not even gonna see the video like i wanted to see those pictures i would retweet those pictures like people want to see that and it's like but Cause like sometimes we do amazing stuff in video and we don't do it on, on photo or sometimes we do amazing stuff on photo and not on video. And it's like, that's why I want to always record like BTS or something. And that's why eventually, you know, like I just want to shoot for myself and have my own company, have my own people on set and do whatever I want. Well, and that's the way to do it. Cause eventually, you know, time catches up with everybody. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you know, you, if you are in this long enough, you won't be able to, be in front of the camera. Yeah. You won't be as in demand. But if you have your own production going, you can be in this industry forever. You can fucking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, I learned that right away. Not only for that, but because again, I had that instinct right away that like, they're on set doing all these amazing things, but they're not getting everything or they're not doing this or they're not doing that. But 
So that's instantly when I came up with it. And I was like, this is going to be perfect. But then another state came along and I got so in tune with that. And I love that so much that I focused on that. And then I focused on another thing. So it's like, I've got so many things going on and I'm doing it all myself. I don't hire assistants or any of that. Like I have my, my best friend who's in the industry, but he's kind of like, he's got his own company too. But I feel like for some things, again, like it's my brand. I don't want to feel like someone else is kind of chipping in and, and I don't want them getting upset if I don't listen to their two cents or if I don't do what they want or this and that. And it's well, like, that's why you should hire employees. And that's again, but then it's like, ah, well, I make, make it clear to them. Like if you don't meet my I'm expectations, I'm changing up everything so often that I'm just like, but I know I can do it. I know I'd be a really good boss in that way. Um, but for me, it's like, I've got so much going on. It's like, okay, what do I give them first? What do I, are they going to do? You know, am I going to, am I going to give them that work to do and pay them for it? But, and it still comes out wrong. Am I still going to have to come and correct them all the time? And you know, this and that, but eventually I know myself as being an employee of, uh, another business, you know, that it takes time to learn something and eventually you'll get it. You know, like me working in Walgreens, like, you know, when it came to the spew numbers and stuff, it took me a minute, but eventually I learned to just le- read the last three, you know, or in everything matched up or this and that. Like it took me time, even as a telemarketer, it took me time to like know what to say to people and so they wouldn't hang up on me. And, you know, like it took, it took time, you know, so I could only imagine, you know, what the, the bosses were going through at that time, you know when I, when I was going through experience, you know, and again, a lot of people praised me for getting it so fast. So I just need to find someone like that, that kind of like me in a sense that can, you know, just understand my vision, you know, and And if you have to break a few eggs before the omelet's made, it happens. It's just right now I don't have, you know, that kind of money to, kind of necessarily not blow or waste but like give away or like just that's why you find investors i'm not but i am so hard about that i want to earn it all myself fuck that if rich people want to spend their money on you let them but that that there always comes with the conflict of like oh well you owe me this well that's why you you get in writing and you you like you find the right investor in that way like now you know like i've had so many people email me like but obviously it's for other reasons, but it's just, I, I've had a couple people who it seems serious, but I just, I have a hard time trusting in it. And I have a hard time believing that that's it. That like, oh, you just want me to succeed here. I'll take it. Great. But most people want something out of it. Like, okay, you got to suck my dick every day for the rest of your life. Well, fuck that. And you know, that, and it's, well, walk the fuck away, dude. That in that case, I'd rather earn it my damn self. Well, yeah, if I've got enough. Fuck that. I've got enough to who I am to be able to do it. I've just got to be a little more motivated, and I've just got to have the right team by my side, and I will, I will flourish. You know, like I'm considered one of the most underrated porn stars. I'm even nominated for it. You know, like eventually I will blow up. And it's coming. My time will come. 
I believe in it. Yes, I'm 24. I already feel like I'm too old. I already feel like a veteran. But the more I'm in it, the longer people realize, like, this is legit. You know, she's she really is in it for the right reasons. A lot of girls come in for the wrong reasons. They come in it to get away from either a situation or they get in it for the money or for the fame yeah, and for all these girls that think it's the fucking nineties and, and all of a sudden they're going to be make vivid contract star money from the nineties. Like now nah, those days are gone. They are gone. If you're in a contract now, you're not really working for anyone else. And therefore no one else really knows you. Like you're, you kind of, you just have one fan base in a way. But with me, I was like, I'm never going to do a contract because I want everyone to know me. I want I want everyone to know who I am. Well, we're in the day and age of if you get in the industry now, you really need to be your own production house to be successful. Yeah. And you're doing that mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't have assume it happens to you very often, but it, there's definitely I talked to a bunch of other performers like, well, I haven't been booked in a couple of weeks because it happens. There's- well, there's times too where productions are like, "Oh, well, you're doing your own thing. We don't need to book you." True, it's a double edged sword. It's a double edged sword. So it's, but I like when the companies are like, "Oh, well, we know what you're doing, and you're also doing your own thing too." Let's cross promote. Let's cross, you know, and that's the thing too. Like way back in the day, like how girls got like more Instagram followers or just followers in general is because well. We do a shoot and we're in a picture together. You tag me, I tag you. And then we would bounce off of each other's followers and, and this and that. And it would help us more than it would necessarily like hurt us, you know? And now everyone's just kind of like, mine, 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 me, me, me. And let's get content for free. Yeah. Content <laughs> trades are king these days. They're, they are, but eventually it's just got to stop. Like, you know, and it's funny because... I was like, well, I want to start a production. And as soon as like I kind of got in the mindset of starting my own production, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford paying everybody. Like, especially if girls want my rate, you know? And I'm just like, I, I mean, I'm going to pay the guys. And, and like, I do want to do that. I do want to do that. But at this point in time, too, people are also paying, they're not really paying your rate anymore. No, substandard rates are very common. So, you know, I want to be able to pay people's rates and, you know, but it also I was thinking like, but it would be nice if they'd give me the content for free. But well, then, obviously, because as the business, it's a less of expense. But then it also goes on their site and who knows that they're going to set it out free. And if, you know, if the person's going to see it on theirs, you're going to like it on theirs more and not even bother to spend money on my site. So it's like, why did I even do that content? You know, so. Yeah, because they effectively devalue your content the minute they're giving it away for free. Yeah. So, and but, especially if you're paying people, you know, a whole fucking crew, you're yeah. paying a crew too on top of the set fees, you know. Yeah. And if you're not making any money back from it, it's not worth fucking doing. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like you obviously you make more money when you do content, obviously, but then it's all like you're making more of your own money, but there's also times where you might not be making any. One with your own content, you gotta actually market your content. You gotta market, advertise. You gotta do everything you can to get it out there, and you gotta so, come yeah. drink on my podcast to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, 
So I just, yeah, it's a lot of things, you know, when it comes to content and when regular shooting, it's, it's a big, you know, jump back and forth sometimes. It's like, you know, obviously a lot of people are going doing content trades now. It's kind of like, you know, for me, for the girls, like I'd work with any girl for free. Like I'm down, you know, but now it's at a point almost for like us girls, like a lot of male talent are hitting us up in our DMs. Like, Hey, let's do content. And it's just like, can we just get booked together on set and we both get paid? <laughs> like, do you feel that is more dudes just trying to slide into your DMs just to fuck you? And like, oh, there just happens to be a camera here. I don't know the case anymore. Like, but it, that's well, what I, saying, I feel like. That's what I feel like. Okay. And that's valid. Uh, you know, if that's how you feel I, about but it. But I feel like I've done the same thing too. I've gone to some girls like, hey, let's do content. Like, that you just want to fuck? Just because I just want to fuck them. Like, I've been there, so I know. Like I'm, I put my my mind, I put myself in the shoes of a man sometimes because I do feel tomboyish sometimes. Like I am very, like I'm into men, but I'm so into women too. Like I'm, like I I, I've had that like mindset sometimes where it's like, why why am I a girl? Like why am I a dude? Like why am I not a dude? Like why don't I have a big dick? Like. I wish I had one sometimes because like I wish I could just like feel what it like what it's like to just enter a warm, wet vagina. It's pretty rad. As a dude, I'll say it's pretty rad. And then I get the amazing opportunity to put on a strap on. And then I I get to feel that the the experience just just the power of like having her bend over for you and like just stretching her. I had that. Then I was like, God, I really wish I felt it. Like, on just oh. So I've I've had that. But then I'm like, I'm I'm so glad I'm a girl. I'm so glad. Like, because I know how guys get about other guys sometimes. I'm just like, I love guys. So <laughs> I'm just like, I'm glad I can have the best of both worlds. That's what I'm just. I'm just like, I can. I can enjoy it all <laughs> and not get half the rate and, <laughs> that too. But also like just sometimes like the stigma for some people, like it's so, it's so okay now, you know, for guys to like other guys, but some guys are just like, nah, like I can't look at another guy. I can't. It's, it's understandable. Well, it's just how we, you know, especially if you're like a dude to my age right <laughs> Or older, like it's just how we came up. Like, just, just mild homophobia. Yeah, like mild homophobia was just a thing. Like, yo, know, calling someone gay or a fag was like a big insult. It it's just yeah. a thing, and it's just ingrained, and it takes a lot of effort and time to like detrain yourself from shit that you went through your whole adolescence of being like, oh, that's shameful. Like, if you were into another dude, oh, that's it's not wrong. It's not, it, was, it wasn't wrong then, but it's, it's just, not really. It's not wrong. It wasn't wrong then. It was just like people were born to think that it was right because our shitty parents generation, grew up not born necessarily. They grew up to yeah. Our shitty parents generation put that in our heads. Yeah, our shit. Their parents generation put that, and it's just shit that kept rolling downhill. Yeah. So I can only imagine what next generation is going to be like. Just so open and just you know just. Hopefully just with their sexuality and even with just attitude. I hope everything is just kind of like, okay, this is like open 
free country. Like we can do whatever we want, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, if this brings me pleasure, I'm into it. Like, because that's really how it should be. Yeah, exactly. That's why I love doing this. That's why I I love it. You know, and and also why I kind of take breaks from it too, because. Just like with anything with, you know, relationships, friendships, like sometimes, you know, the truth is the absence does make the heart grow fonder. You know, like you need to miss someone or something to truly realize how much they or it means to you. That's why Jillian hasn't done the show in over a year. Because I missed you and I did. I just didn't realize how much it just means to me. Um, and so, this is why yeah. she's getting best actress <laughs> nominations and shit like that too. Best, oh, even um, best body, all that. Yeah, this night moves award show coming up is gonna be awesome because the friend I've been, I've been talking about, that's kind of our friendship anniversary because we met there back in 2015. I feel like it was 14 or 15. Go back in my my thing and look, but I knew him before we realized that we actually knew each other. Like when you know, because I had won my very first award, best female performer, and I was so excited about it. And he, um, that before I won the award, he was on stage rapping. He's performing. His name is Flynn Dominic. Those that know who he is, um, and I thought it was awesome. I thought it was so cool because I love music. I love especially because I do it for a living, feature dancing. I love dancing. And I just got up there, started, you know, recording him and just having a good time listening to the words because they relate to the industry. And I was like, wow, this like to heart. And like, but yeah, it's still like sexy, still like booty, but like good music. And I was like, I love this shit. So I recorded it, take pictures, blah, blah, blah. I'm like taking pictures, like uh, with Kendra Sunderland. I love this girl. And we just met that day and, uh, we just kind of like took pictures, hung out, got drunk. And then like <sighs> the war. So it happened. I even recorded on my phone. Cause like Paul came up to me and he kind of told me already that I won and he told me to come backstage. So I pressed, you know, my recorder on my phone and I um recorded me going backstage recorded me like him telling me like you deserve it and all that he was being so sweet just saying amazing things and um so I go out there and I say my piece I I say this like amazing speech about my mom like if it wasn't for my mom for being so open and allowing me to be me and just stuff like that. Just thanking her for who I am and all that kind of stuff. And I got off stage and a couple of like years, like, you know, or like when he's talking to friends, he's like, you know, just the things that she was saying, she was very genuine and like, she had so much heart and she really cared and it was real. And I was like, yeah, it really was. Like I, I felt so, I did not think for a minute, I deserved best female performer, but it was also a time where I didn't realize like companies kind of like bought their way in. So it was the first time that tell people that <laughs> it felt like family. Like it wasn't about that at all. Like it wasn't about like who had the biggest wallet or biggest dick. You know, it was genuine, genuinely about us performers and just being who we were, not just necessarily about what we did. And so not to like spoil that for everybody, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's just it's just like high school in a way like when you have honor roll students like what are their parents doing you know like you know what happens behind closed doors don't act like you don't but it was the one one time that it wasn't like that and I felt so amazed and just just so happy and blessed and um so anyway I went I had a couple drinks and I was happy excited so then Little did I know, found out later that it was all his fault. (laughs) My friend Dominic, Flint Dominic, he was the one who set up these balloons in the ceiling that dropped down and had money. (laughs) My my ass goes over there stomping on all the balloons. I put down my award. Woo! 12, 13 bucks in my hand. Award gone. So now I'm depressed drinking, like sad drinking, like looking for my award. Like, where is this bitch at who's sitting here now with this award she didn't even deserve on her nightstand? (sighs) So upset. So I'm not partying with anyone anymore. I'm just like over it. I go out to this van or party bus or whatever we were in and I pass out. (laughs) These things happen. These things fucking happen. I was out of my mind. And so a lot of things, good things, and even bad things come from drinking. So that's why. (laughs) You can't come on the show and talk shit about drinking. Oh, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Good things and bad things. Good things. Good things. Oh, no. I'm just. I'm I'm, I'm just. No, but I'm saying in a way, like if it wasn't for alcohol, I would have never met my friend because he happened to be making out in the van with Kendra Sunderland. And she just met me. I, I don't I don't have any like it. I I have love for the girl because if it wasn't for her, I would never met my friend. But at the time she was just she was making out with him. She was trying to get it in. And he like saw me bump my head on the side of the bus, like when we went on a bump or something. And he's like, yo, is your friend okay? She's just like, yeah, she's fine. And having again, yeah, just yeah. And she's then, just trying to get it in. She's like, don't. She's just trying to get it in, girl. Like, not, I totally, don't pay attention to that. You know. Totally understand. Like, I would have been too, girl. But I also would have been kind of like taking care of her too. Like, well, like I totally get it. Like, you were someone she barely knew and she's just trying to get. And she's probably fucked up too. Like, she's probably. She not, was so fucked up. I, could, I don't know at this point. So, but again, I thank her. And, you know, like, if it wasn't for her, like, we. We still laugh about it to this day, you know, like, cause my, he ended up hitting me with his hand or elbow or something. We must've went on a big bump <laughs> and he felt bad. So he like, I feel bad for Kendra cause he just kind of like pushed her off to the side and ended up taking care of me. And, you know, like people were like, Oh, like I'll take care of her. And they were just like, guys, I just clearly were going to take me home and fuck me. You know, and he was not that. He was just like, I'm gonna take care of her. You know, he had a couple buddies with him that were not in the industry. So, you know, so of course I'm this girl who's drunk out of my mind, wearing a dress that has a slit up the side. So of course my vagina is coming out and I'm just all over the place. My tits are coming out. And he walks me upstairs to 
his hotel room and or actually down to his hotel room and uh he just lays me on the bed you know his friends are joking around or not really joking around but like you know making comments about wanting to like hit it and this and that and he's like now let's go let's go downstairs let's let's leave her alone not even i shit you not they closed the door and i think that's what woke me up out of my my state of mind and i was just like I opened the door, like running down the hallway, like, woo, who's ready to party? Woo! Just like, <laughs> just running down, with no shoes on. And I run by these group of guys. And I shit you not, they look at, like, I look at, I, I'm looking back at them or some shit, and they're like looking at me and. Like my friend was like, we had to take a double take. We didn't realize it was you. Like, and it was you. So I had to like stay with you the rest of the night. And we ended up going down to the pool, like hanging out with other people, partying, talking, having fun. Mind you, he's telling me this all. Like, this is not like my memory. Okay. This is his, like from telling over stories over stories over time, like piecing it together. So it's the next morning and people are like, so do you have a good night? How was your night? And I'm like, oh, it was so great. I had a great time. I don't even know how I ended up in my bed. Like people are just like, that's good. (laughs) You know, I'm just like, okay. So one guy comes over and he's like how are you doing like i'm great had a great night how was your night he's like just i didn't play off like i didn't know him like or i played off like i i i knew him you know like i and then it just he told this story kind of to like someone came up like how did you guys meet and it was just kind of like i stayed quiet because obviously i thought we just met right now but he told a story like, oh, yeah, I met her last night. And it instant in my head. I was like, okay, like, I'd like for this guy. <laughs> We've all been there. But the moment he kept like, he kept telling me over and over and over and over and over, or not me, but like kept telling the story. Cause like over time, it just kept happening. Like people come up like, how did you meet? How are you guys friends? Like, Okay, so like everything kept making sense more and more and more. So then a couple of years later, we're like really good friends now at this point. And I'm like, something happened in my phone. Like iPhones did like the memory, like what happened on this day years ago. And I saw a picture of him on stage. And I'm like, yo, did you even know I took this picture? I knew you before you knew me. <laughs> he was like dude like it was just fate for us to come like best friends like i so ever to this day we've been by each other's sides he even helped me get out of this roommate situation that's just kind of like the friend that was kind of mooching off of me and kind of like helped me like get out of whatever i was in so it's been good like we know everybody like we hang out all the time we go to all the award shows and stuff we have exotica miami coming up i can't believe they restarted the miami show by the way i have never been so i'm just super excited because i mean i i like florida because that's where he's from but we only go there I love his family. Like I see his family all the time. And may, one time we did for my birthday, we went to uh, Disney World. But other than that, like we just we sit and we just we don't go out. And it's like it's Florida. 
Like, let's go do something. Let's go to Miami. Like, let's let's go do something. So I'm super excited that Miami um, is the place that Exotica will be this year. And the night moves coming around again. And a lot of things happening in Florida coming up. Well, because I used to, you know, in roadie details, end up at Exotica Miami. And then that show, I hate to say it, was not the best show of the Exoticas. Because there was just so many douchey dudes who were like, <laughs> why I got to buy your porn? Like, I can get because that they see it every day. They see tits out. Like, well, and this well, is when the convention was actually <laughs> Girls on, on the beach all day. The convention was actually on South Beach at that point. Uh, are they doing that again this year? I didn't look at the convention. No <laughs> I don't, one has I don't know me, either. So I I'll have look. to look. I'll have to look. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of... And the convention eventually died. They moved it up to Fort Lauderdale for a couple of years. I, I, uh, I didn't know that. And then they I'm stopped doing it. Didn't last very long. <laughs> like two years, I think. Yeah, because the the first Fort Lauderdale show, I was working for Joanna Angel, and that was it. Was all right. It was a little bit of a shit show, but it was it was all right. I didn't do the next year, and I think they just stopped doing it after that. Yeah. Well. um... They just did one in Portland, and I feel with the only th- if anyone's listening, I love you, Exotica. I absolutely love you. I think the one thing though is that everyone gets so used to it being at certain dates and certain times that they switched it up one year or this year, yeah, and now no moved, one knows when it is. They moved Chicago's date around. They moved Chicago. Chicago was more. Uh, beginning of this year than it is at the end when it's usually at the, you know so and then the Portland one was brand new and because no one knew about it no one knew that it was really happening there it wasn't uh, as big of a turnout as we thought it would have been I learned a couple of years ago the first year shows are never worth going to sadly I mean I love Exotica I've done a lot of work at that convention over the years but I went to the first, um, oh, fuck, where was it in Columbus? I think Columbus, Ohio, a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was there, that one. Yeah. I liked in Columbus, Ohio, actually. But it wasn't a There's great There's a lot turnout. of college people. It wasn't a great turnout, though. It, yeah, I, I feel, when people say it wasn't a turnout, for me, it's, as long as it's active and I'm not sitting there doing nothing. For me, it's... It, obviously, everyone wants money when they go to something like that. But for me, it wasn't about the money. It was about meeting new fans, getting them involved, you know, and in, in being a fan. And, you know, like for me, I can always make a good thing out of a bad thing. For everyone else, they were complaining. And were like, you know, it, it kind of was the one time I did kind of have something to say like, oh, yeah, it, it didn't turn out the way I, I wished, you know, or this and that. You know, but I still had... I had a half hour hour conversation with somebody because no one else had walked by. And I I I left it. That person and I probably changed someone's life by doing that, by sitting there talking to him, giving him that time. And and I see that every single time I go up, people come to me and they were like, Oh my God, like you are so nice and you're so sweet. And like we talked so much longer than some of the other girls, and the other girls just like turned me away and this and that. And like 
they really see how genuine of a person I am. And it's real. It's legit. Like I'm honest. And, and I really love talking and, and, and getting to know someone, you know, sometimes for me, it just, it sucks. Cause like, I love it, but I also, you know, cause I'm, I am there for the fans and I'm also there for my friends, you know? So it's like, sometimes like, I just want to talk to my fans and I just want to talk to my, you know, hang around with like some of the performers that are there and, and have a good time. And, you know, sometimes it's like, it's so busy. You don't even get, um, not even like 20 seconds to talk to somebody because like, you just gotta be like, okay, all right. Who wants a t-shirt? Who wants a DVD next? Like yeah, sign this eight by 10. You're out. All right. You know, it's just like, okay, cool. It's like, I love that one-on-one getting to know the person. Cause it's just, it's real, you know? And then we have, um, little get togethers, parties, events going on at the hotel or at like strip clubs sometimes, um, after Exotica and like that's when, you know, people come and we get to like get that time. Especially like old school. We had some epic like hotel lobby parties at a couple of the Exotica. Yes. See, I, ah, we are missing that. So we, I'm like, we were in the perfect places last one where we all could have been chilling and like partying and like, Ne- they, I don't know if it was the hotel. They were like really strict because we were already there in the first place or... Was this Portland or... Or what? Yeah. It was just like... It, there was a lot of room to party, but everyone was just like... We were all in our rooms. Like, it was great though because we're kind of like that anyway sometimes because we go down, we mingle and upstairs. We bring all the people that we want, that we were mingling with at the party, having fun with, we bring them upstairs. It's kind of like... Our way of like picking out like well, the good I, and the the boring. Oh well, I definitely know like what we used to do is like both Jersey, Chicago, hell, even Miami. We'd be partying in the hotel lobby, and then it, like my job would be like, no civilian, you can't party with us. Yeah, yeah, it's still kind of like that. It's still kind of like that because um, again, when it's a porn party, we like to think of you know our our porn people you know but again it's like we want to party with you guys too because if it wasn't for you we wouldn't even be here so that's my mentality of it <laughs> but yeah but you, there's you gotta be times, careful about it you can't just yeah we have to be very 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 careful but there are times when there is a fan or some guy who like he doesn't act like a fan but he's just he he's just you have to act nonchalant about it. You have to be like, you have to be a fan, but you can't be all over the person about it. You know, kind of like me, like I've, I've hung out with some rappers. I've hung out with some famous, famous rappers, but I don't know tell you who, but it's because they respected the fact that I treated them like a real human being. One, that's the thing. Everyone is a fucking person. They're yeah. not just... Yeah. We don't want to be treated like we're always being grabbed on, like we're always being, you know, like I I love when people call me beautiful and gorgeous and pretty, but if I'm hearing it every two seconds, it's like, really? <laughs> it becomes insincere. It's, it becomes insincere. Just kind of like, you know, like when you say I love you all the time, it's like, do you really love me? Or are you just saying... <laughs> I'm sorry, Jillian. I haven't told you I loved you recently. I'm sorry. I was going to say, damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> please accept my but because you haven't said it in so long i believe it well i still haven't said it but then you know a couple more whiskeys too long then a couple more whiskeys you may come out of me okay 
you better love me, damn it. <laughs> so I love you. Oh, in that case. <laughs> I do. I love our ties. We, we, we're so awesome together. Jillian. Jillian. I love you. Oh, my God. Don't. Don't. Don't say it like that. <laughs> I love you. Uh, that's the way one of my sex panthers says it though oh wow i just thought we just do a sex panther i know i love it like that's the exact way my sex panther says it and it's just like and it it's in you know it's like you know when you're in the middle of coming and you say something you just like you know when you have that you just tense up and you just get that like oh my god oh my god Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! That's how this guy is. It is so hot. He's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love it. I actually really love it because I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god. Because you know, when you're in that moment of coming. You mean everything. And as soon as you're done, you're just like, I'm over it. <laughs> oh, that makes really bad for like a couple of times where I was inside someone like, why am I doing this? Why? Why? Yep. That was completely honest. <laughs> why? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I've had that a few times too. Yeah. Well, there's been a couple of times where it's like, I've been known to drink. And I've, there's been a couple of times where I've had a little sex where it's like, <laughs> Started to sober up while inside someone and like, why am I doing it? Well, I'm already here. I mean, I already popped. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Right. Like, the damage is done. I Five more minutes. I sh- it'd be dumb to just pull out and leave. Right? <laughs> uh, I hate giving blue, blue balls, though. <laughs> Doesn't everyone? <laughs> I mean, it's fun for a minute. I actually love it for a minute, but I, I do like to drain them. I like to... I do like to... You know, like the cuckold like type scenario or like, you know, where people are like or edging like, oh, edging. Edging's good because <laughs> your orgasm, when you finally get it, it's amazing. Like you don't want to do anything. I've never had anyone edge me. At a- what? No. <laughs> oh, my God. It's never. I, I, it's just never. Been I kind of have for the fact that I do sex on camera for a living. Well, you have to because no, we'll be in the middle, like middle of like an intense thing, and then the camera will be like, okay, camera guy would be like, or projector would be like, okay, next position. It's like you didn't see that I was just in like the most intense thing of my life, and then like of course, like okay, cut next or whatever, and it's like I was like. Right there. Well, and this is part of the reason I never wanted to be male talent. Never wanted the fucking job. Or someone talks on the crew and they fuck everything up. (laughs) It's Uh, like, I can tune myself pretty good. Like, I can, like, go, I can space, like, you know, when you, like, just look at something and, like, it all goes blank for a minute. Like, you can still see everything, but it's all blur. I do that a lot. Like, you're still there, but you're not. (laughs) You know? So, but then it's also something can just get me out of my zone so quick. It's like, I'm either laughing or I'm so mad because it's like, what are you doing? Like, do you not know well enough that like, okay, if I'm not saying or doing anything to not, okay, well, 
I guess I'm the kind of person who I kind of do something during the whole time. Or I say so, like, I say stuff so well that people are just, they don't know when to cut. That's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, there are far worse problems to have out there. That's, yeah. uh, it might be why you're working so much. True, true. <laughs> or the fact that I'm just a horny little sex kitten and well, I like cock. <laughs> yeah. Any size, any color. I love it all. <laughs> that is not unique. What you were describing before is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that sets you above. <laughs> Yeah, there are plenty of hot and horny you know, performers out in the world who are just like, I love all cock, every last one of them. But you got to stand out in other ways. Yeah. And yeah. you're doing it. Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you're glad. That was words, yeah. <laughs> Well, that was derailing. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, like, oh, hey, showing up to set, being a professional. <laughs> yeah, those, those are all good things. I feel like I'm doing what I, I, I would have been doing if I <clears throat> would have graduated and would have gone to college. I was thinking way back in the day um, that I wanted to be a social worker or a therapist of some sort. And kind of in the way I am doing that, you know, like I've had so many people come up to me, you know, in person and, you know, in email and, or, you know, texting and just like, you don't realize like how, how you've helped me. You are definitely helping me. Yeah. And, you know, like I've had people come home from war and like you help my PTSD, like stuff like that. I'm like, wow, am I really like, am I really that amazing? I guess. I got to know. How did you help the PTSD? Like- <laughs> because, well, I think, so, okay, of course, being wanting to be a social worker, psychology is a big part of it. So I think of it in the mindset, if someone's constantly, 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 if you have nothing to do, you're constantly thinking about where you were, where what you've been through. Um, but if you're watching me, you're watching me and you're, Stroking off, or you're thinking about the what audio, uh, you're there's thinking a full on hand motion about what you're doing with me. I hear that I can see it. Well, <laughs> some people just listen to this in audio, so I just true, I, true. I have to give them the video. Well, now they have to watch it on video, so now you know exactly everything I'm doing. <laughs> it was a very one handed motion, <laughs> there was no twist, but it was just, yeah. Oh, I can do the twist. <laughs> I'm sure you can. I'm and I just I, did. <laughs> there's no doubt. I'm not doubting your ability here. I was just saying for the audio ones, initially there was no twist. Yes. <laughs> Please don't jerk off to the sound of my voice. I mean, uh, if you really want to, you can. You, it's totally acceptable. Thank it you. is. It is. But there are some guys who are just like, I'm okay with it, but I just don't want to know about it. I feel like you're you're one of them. No, actually, I don't give a fuck. Like, if you want to jerk off to the oh, sound. good. I like that. I uh, actually find it hot when guys are just like, just do whatever. Do whatever. I, for fuck's sake, my thought process is if I go to a gay bar and a, another dude's hitting on me, like, oh, oh, shit, I look good tonight then. Exactly. It gives you confidence. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, you want to buy me drinks? I'm doing something right with my hair. Like, my yeah. Point. Honestly, though, a lot of people love this, the, the, the beard and, you know. It tickles in between the thighs. That's what I'm saying. 
That's what I'm saying. If it's too short, it hurts. Oh, yeah. The stubble's like sandpaper. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, uh, I've gone clean shaven every once in a while and like gone down on people. and like, nope, stop, stop. Yeah. They don't uh, even want to fucking kiss at that point. Sometimes that's why I prefer women. <laughs> it's just, now I understand why guys like me so much. It's like they're she's just so soft and just so sensual, sexy. Just, I get it. Well, for fuck's sake, I don't understand what any of y'all see in us. Like, <laughs> objectively, if you just look at us, like, why? Why? What are you into? I just, I like, just think that, you know, it's, it's different nowadays because a lot of, you know, a lot of us women, we're, we have more of the, no, I'm we, not we have of- more power now, but I think for like, you know, more I think it's about the power. Like guys are like powerful, and they're like handy. And well, I'm just talking for you. I don't. I, I don't want women in general. Like, or they're muscly. Like just, isn't the muscly thing? Like it's like it's all of that, all of the above. All the dominant that. thing. The dom- The power. The dominance. The yeah, just the the just the the security. You know, but. You can find that in anyone nowadays. Like even in, you know, like girls, you know, sometimes I'm just like not necessarily like the scruffy and the but in girls like I think a lot more girls have more muscles than guys nowadays, you know, like stuff like that. Like t- typical thing that you would expect like a man you would want in a man, you can find in a woman now. Or certain things you'd find in a woman, you can find in a man now. Well, and I definitely know in some cases people are hung up on their sexuality and like they might be into women, but it's like, well, no, 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 I, I can't go there. Like, no, <laughs> right. they get hung up on that shit. It's no good. No good. If it's what you're into, go for it. Go for it. That's, that's exactly what I just go for it. You know, like you never know until you try. You just don't. Yeah. Sadly, <laughs> I'm, never broke i'm probably never going to hook up with another dude it's just not necessarily hook up with another dude but would you hook up with another girl with another dude sure that's all there is to it yeah i i don't think the male form is attractive right like i just in the back of my head like i get it you're attracted to tits and pussy definitely tits. and female features i totally get it yeah (laughs) well it's just it's a wiring thing yeah. It, it's 100% a wiring thing. Because, like, if you look at any male, like, male or female form, just objectively, unsexually, and, like, like, oh, hey, mumps of fat on your chest. What's, like, if you don't sexualize it, if you just think about it on a, just a purely, anat- like, oh, the, well, there's lumps of fat there. There's, you know, wider hips. But, you know, my fucking reptilian brain's like, nope, that that's hot. Yeah. You know, it's funny because like you realize you you like things that you never would have realized that you would have, you know, and there's certain parts about you that you don't like that everyone else does. You know, like I, I came to that realization a long time ago when I was signing out a convention and there's, you know, guys that come up with stacks and stacks of photos of w- weird ass angles. And it's like, I'm used to the straight on and yeah, I like the POV, but there's just times where it's like the camera was like way over here and it's just like, whoa, that doesn't look like my my face. Like that doesn't even look like me. Like I call it the snowman face. 
where your forehead is like the main attraction and it's all blown out because of the light and it's so obviously it's, it's like so shiny so, so shiny, shiny and white and it's just like okay and now my orange is up or my orange my nose is orange it's the opposite it's like it's sticking out and it's like because i've got a european nose i'm irish scottish swedish norwegian and welsh and like my nose just like you can see it in my nose <laughs> and so there's times where it's just it's coming at an angle where it's just kind of like what it's like, what was the going on? Was why like, did the photographer man. take this picture? Why? Yeah, like why? But then it's like that guy comes up and obviously wants me to sign it, and he's gonna put it in his bedroom and hang it. And it's like, okay, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that you're going to like something that I don't, you know? Because then I can appreciate that more. You know, I appreciate, you know, like I get it. A lot of us girls are very, very particular in the way we look or the way this and that and it's nice to kind of like let it go a little bit and realize that there's something out there like there's someone out there that likes something about you that you don't right especially in this industry where you're constantly being judged on your looks constantly being judged on what you wear like everything obviously we're all humans we all have some Mm -hmm. you know degree of self-esteem yeah. issues no one is just like i'm like that's, perfect that's the sad thing about you know because what i went through i could have easily been like oh yeah i'm gonna get fake tits i want to make do all these things to my body to make myself look good but i knew i just needed to heal so or i need to do something i just need to eat more or do something you know like our tits naturally grow hey little do you know you know and, and it's like eventually Fans say they miss this part of us because we all evolve. We all grow. I don't look anywhere near the way I do now when I did at 18 when I started, you know, but there are people who've been fans of me since. There are people who are just getting in now who are seeing, you know, the difference from way back then. Like what happened? And it could have set me back, but instead it just kind of like, you know, I kept quiet about it because I knew I what I needed to do. I just needed to build myself up mentally. And that's all it takes. But for some girls, they just take it way too just mentally and to heart. And they're just like, well, these guys don't like the way I look. And I don't like the way I look. So I'm just going to get plastic surgery. And that's when they lose their, their fans that have been with them for years. But then they gain new fans, you know, and it's just like... You can't always please everybody. You can't. You Definitely know, not. Everyone's going to either hate you, love you, want to be you or want to fuck you. Literally, like those are your options, you know, and it's you just you have to make the most of it. You have to be proud of who you are. Just for me at that point, I was like, I just stayed off social media. I stayed away from it, ignored it because I didn't want their comments to influence my decision and my thought process of getting better well my thought process on all that shit is why would i value the opinion of someone i don't know i know because they're fans and because they are who the reason why you're here it's i know it's easier said than done but at the end of the day you shouldn't value the opinion of someone because you don't know that. It'll drive you crazy. Absolutely. It'll <laughs> absolutely drive you crazy. And you, don't, you don't know what they're going through. They could just be going through a bad day and just lashing out, lashing out to make themselves feel better. Right. And you don't know this person's background, their experiences. Mm-hmm. Why would you take the opinion of someone 
that you know nothing about. Exactly. And that's the hard part with a lot of girls is I've been able to just put it aside. But yeah, the comment's still there because it's always going to be. But it's something that I can talk about to other people and be like, oh, yeah, I learned you know, this and I can do this from it. It's not something that I'm constantly bringing myself on down about. It's like, you know, people don't need to remind me, like, well, you're you're this and this and you're this and that. You don't need to listen to them. Like, they don't need to do that to me because I'm not that kind of person to let it get to me. But I still now like I haven't brought it up in a while, but now I, I'll still bring it up because it is something that people can learn off of. It's something that, you know, you realize like people go through their shit. People, you know, people that someone yells at you in the middle of a grocery store, you know, to move. And it's like, cause they're just, they're going through something. Like, don't get mad at them. But we just, we get so angry at other people being angry. It sets us all off. And then all of us are just mad. Well, because we're <laughs> the center of our own universe. When someone affects your universe, it's so much easier to just be like, why the fuck are they affecting my universe? Instead of thinking about, oh, something's going on in their universe. Yeah. And they're not thinking about our universe yeah. at all. I got to say, it was, um, for a minute, it was because I was going through so much it, you know, I was, I was sentimental to a lot of people. I was very, very nice, you know, and, but at one time it just, it took me a minute. Cause like just this person just, I was just having a rough day and I just needed it. I just needed something just like whatever. And I got an attitude with the person. And of course it took them longer to do whatever I needed. And it's just like, I realized right then and there, it's like, no matter what you are going through, don't treat whatever person. Cause it, anyone that I learned this, anyone that prepares your food, don't fuck with. No, and, <laughs> no don't. Cause they will spit in that shit. You know, it's like, it's so I was like, okay. Cause I watch a lot of Seinfeld and a lot of, you know, shows. It's just like, okay. I thought of that kind of stuff. Like as soon as I get like in my mind, my space of just, the zone of where I was just like, it's all about certain things. It's all about me. It's all about whatever I'm feeling. Fuck what you're going through. It's like, no, 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 no. Wind it back. Take it back. Like this person, you don't know what they went through. They're probably having a worse time or worse life than you are. And that's when I just, I, I balance out. Well, and no matter how shitty, no matter how shitty your day's going, it doesn't really take that much effort to just put on a fake smile and be polite. Because I know what I need to do to just be myself. I just need to go to set and get fucked. Like I need, and I need them. I, I just need to feel be healthy, and and that's it. That's I just I want to go to set. I want to always perform. I want to always be out there in the eye or whatever it takes or, you know, just, I love being out there. I just, I love being me. And it just sucked the last, you know, more so the last year, actually, you know, I've, I've had times where I felt like I was getting back to myself again. Things were like constant. I was like, boom, 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 busy again. But as soon as like, I had a moment to realize like, I'm not better. I'm masking it by thinking I'm better, but it, you know, I didn't realize I had a problem. Like with just, it's a hard thing to realize where my health and just realizing that my health was who I am. Like if I'm not feeling like up to it, I'm, 
I'm a miserable person to myself and to other people, I feel, you know, but granted only one person in my whole life has ever really had to deal with it except for my mom. <laughs> so That's a sign of maturity that you're recognizing that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 24, by the time I'm 26, I, I want to be at a whole different level than I am now. Well, and you should be. And I'm a whole different level now than I was when I was 20, you know? So I, I've turned a lot around, you know? And uh, so life is good. It's always been good. But kind of mentioning earlier, like I took breaks. I took breaks when I needed it because I know a lot of girls are not in the industry now because of that. Yeah, burnout's real. It is. You have a shelf life in this industry. I made it past, you know. Um, technically, but, technically, at this point, if you had fake tests, I'm you'd a be better. Right. I'm, I mean, but at this point, I think past five years, you're a veteran. Oh, 100%. 100%. So no, 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 no. Just give me when you're 10 years in the industry, I think you'll be considered a MILF. Well, it's the joke of like, if you're 26 with fake tits, you're. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I think I had a joke one time where someone was going to hire, or I think I didn't, they didn't say like, cause they, people send call sheets and, and the scripts and stuff. And they didn't say, who was who? And there was like obviously a role for a MILF. And for a minute, I thought I was the MILF because they were like playing it off like, you know, some girl was coming in that was like freshly like 18, brand new, like young, young, young girl. But yet I still played that role. And I was like so happy. I was like, yes. So I, I would be very devastated at this point if someone called me for a MILF role. But um, I say give it at least another five more years. Oh. If I don't have a child by then, which I really, I don't think I'd be ready. I don't want to have kids or even be married until I'm 30. So at least six years, just yeah. six years. <laughs> I, my thought process on that is, Leave yourself open. Don't pass things by if it happens. I won't pass it by if it happens, but I'm also just kind of like at this point where, again, I have to focus on myself you right do. now. And for me, I give when I am ready, I want to give my all. And I can't give my all when I need to focus so much on myself right now. Not and to that, be selfish, but you have to be. That's the responsible way to be an adult. Like, it is. Yeah, you know, like so many people have fucking <laughs> kids and like, oh, I just want a mini me. No, that's not a reason to have a fucking kid that you want a mini me. Right. I think of that. I'm like, I can't wait for it, but there's no, no reason to rush it. I grew up with my mom and my sister. They both had kids young. You know, my, my mom had my sister at 17, had me at 22. I've passed that, you know, cause my aunt did too. Like everybody in my family had kids young. Well, statistically, I passed that. Statistically, <laughs> yeah. uh, teen pregnancies, like the children of teen pregnancies have teen, teen pregnancies. It's just a statistic. It's a, exactly. I broke the st- st- statistic. <laughs> okay, I'm on my third glass. <laughs> uh, but um, I broke it. And I was so proud because I also got to like go through the years seeing my my family not get to live their life, and I've had to travel. Not had to, but I've had the you luxury, got the, the opportunity, opportunity, the experience to explore and live life and 
see what else out there. And I'm so much more humble and I've learned so much more from it. Like, I don't, you know, like there's funny cause like my family will start random fights and stuff now. I'm like, I realized way back in the, when, like why I was like that. And now I'm just like, why? Like, what's the point of this? Well, cause they're lashing out cause they're unhappy. <laughs> and then in a way it come, it came down to the point where, um, my mom's always supported me. My sister took a minute she took a minute. It's hard for her to accept, but I think she was more worried about it for the fact, like going around her kids, like my nieces, for God's sake, she was worried that I'd give them something. And I'm just like, no, sis, like you got to realize like out of everybody, most people in the world, us porn stars her like most of us are the cleanest, like especially if you keep it, you know, as a career and stay in it for life. Like I plan to even just touching people, random things. Sometimes even, you know, like sitting on chairs, like I sit on something or I sanitize all the time. Like I am very weird about germs because you could get staph infection. You could get something, you know, granted, you know, bacteria dies after a certain amount of seconds or whatever, but we're yeah we're a lot cleaner than a lot of people make us out to be so the last thing i would want that's the last thing that would ever happen i i tell people all the time like (laughs) well she came around to it i tell people all the time i don't get a 14-day test because i'm not a performer like when i hook up with performers i'm a bigger risk to them than they are to me yeah yeah exactly uh you know we get tested every two weeks people don't realize especially when we're like very active performers we're tested every two weeks and there's times too where like I fucked up a gig because I got, you have to be very, very on it with testing because I put in my calendar. Okay. Test on, uh, like don't try to test on a Saturday. (laughs) I had it set for like Saturday and I could only go to like one location. You got to be there before like two in the afternoon. So like, I'm like rushing to go get, you know, so course i wake up in the morning and sometimes like i just you, you can't go to the bathroom because then you go to the bathroom and then you got to sit around for hours trying to drink and chug and chug and then you gotta you know there was one time i went and it was in a rush and i couldn't pee at all i was sitting there i was like shoving my face with water trying to pee for you know the the test and nothing so you know you just you you test a lot but at this point, like I screwed up and my agent was like, did you get tested? And I was like, yeah, I did. But it's Saturday. I got a booking on Sunday Oh. and the test doesn't come back until Monday. Unless if it's like, if it's Tuesday, you get it back Wednesday. If it's Thursday, you get it back Friday, but Saturday, you get it back Monday. <laughs> Them damn business hours. <laughs> so I missed out on a job because of it, you know, and I, I felt really bad. Of course, it was like, you know, hey, you want to do this? Yes or no? And I was like, I'm not tested. <laughs> I missed out on probably like the best scene of my life. Like, but who knows? <laughs> so it's very important to be tested like every two weeks if you want to work, you know, because it's people are like, if you don't have a test or if you have, you know, an expired test or some people are very stingy and they're like, if you needed to get tested like tomorrow, well, yeah, you get you got Oh, I know. Believe me, I can't work. (laughs) Like I was seeing a performer for a minute. I didn't have a 14 day test because I'm not a fucking performer. Right. Like it was really like post ABN because 
before ABN, I'll go get a fucking like actual like pass test. Like I'll go to test it elsewhere yeah. like, the rest of the year because I'm not performing. As you should. Right. But like before ABN, I'll go get a pass test to like, yeah. see, I'm in the fucking app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my, four, you know, it was like three weeks post ABN. So like my 14 day test is expired. Yep. Like I didn't sleep with anyone at ABN. Like literally I have not had sex. Right. Since this test was happening. <laughs> And she's still like, nah. No. No. And I'm like, I totally get it. Yeah. Was bummed at the time. Because anything could happen. Like, say you got tested way back then. You still haven't had sex, but you you hooked up with a girl. Just kissed her last night. You know? Just kiss. It's so obnoxious sometimes, but it's realistic. If you just kiss a girl, you could get something. No. You know? And it's like... The next day you come back, you could kiss that girl, and then I could go get tested and realize I got something. Well, it's one of those things like, I totally understand. It's your fucking career. On the other hand, it's just like, man, if you don't trust me, you probably shouldn't be having sex with me, but (laughs) like, I get it. Like, I've been around, you know, fuck, (laughs) 10 years already. I totally get it, but it was just all kind of in the moment like, yeah. Burn. years man it's been six years almost for me august 13th yeah this is this abn 2019 was the first abn i haven't been to in 10 years oh wow i was just like i should be going to my 10-year anniversary yeah ABN. why <laughs> uh because no one had booked me and abn's prohibitively expensive i know i know i know <laughs> and honestly as much as it's fun content i get for the show while i'm there right it's not the best content like, uh, like, cause this show is much more rushed and right. you've, and sometimes no last year I had like five interviews set up. You know how amazing Tanya is with Star Factory PR shout out. <laughs> amazing. Got me amazing interviews ready to go. And then all of a sudden they were like, the interviewers were like, Oh, we got held up. Or, uh, some guy was like, I'm across the street. <laughs> Like, I haven't even made it over to a hard rock yet. I'm like, it's like five minutes past her interview. Like, I want to go party. Like, let's go. See, that's, that's at least while, like, when I do it. A lot of people are in the mindset of, like, let's just, you know, especially after working and we get the interview set up, you know, after, you know, signing. Then we're like, we want to just go hang out with our friends and our fans and, like, get drunk. Well, that's why I at least bring the booze while I'm doing my show. Yeah. Like, you you know how I do. I like I set up at the bar. You set it up right at AVN, dude. You do. <laughs> like I'm right in the media room, multiple bottles. Like, yo, let's do this. What's up? <laughs> but it. But that is also like, it's fun. But I don't get to I go get party it. like I it's used. It's exhausting. To. Yeah, because you're working the whole time. You're yeah. setting everything up. I'm setting everything up. I'm like <laughs> tracking up PR people. I'm sending runners to the floor to drag people off the floor. Yeah. And it's not the content I want. Like, I want to have a real conversation with people. I don't want yeah. to, like, as much fun as be like, so maybe your 10th year, you t- could have just gone just for fun. But then I get it. The ex- yeah, but. The expense of the tickets and the hotel. Well, I'm not paying for a ticket. I get a media badge. But also, if I don't produce <laughs> yeah. content, AVN's not about handing me a media badge. Oh, true. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> they want me to promote the show, which I do. Yeah. But it was one of those things that was just like, I couldn't swing it this year. Like financially, this is like, well, I could go to AVN and get some okay content. Yeah. Or I could go on an international trip somewhere and get weird. Ooh. So, yeah. Did you? Not yet, but I'm. Ah. You I, will. We can go together. Well, I was. I want to go out of the country so bad. Delta just sent me an email for dirt cheap 
trips to Prague. Prague? Yeah. Hmm. You could always book some stuff with legal porno. Right? I'm down. Let's go. All right. I guess we're going to Prague. You, you heard it here first, folks. This is also not the first guest to be like, let's take an international trip together, Matt. <laughs> I think it's just because I really want it. Every single year I've traveled somewhere out of the typical United States, I guess. Because the first year I went to my Waikiki, the second year Maui, or I think within the same year. And then all the other places. And like, this is the one year I haven't been somewhere. I'm like, I got to hit up the guy that, you know, was like, let's go to Greece or Italy. But I'm pretty sure he already hired someone else because it's like July, almost August already. So <laughs> September is usually when he likes to go. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn it. Well, I'm, Next looking at, time. <laughs> I'm looking at going to Prague in October or November, like, because that's when the flights are cheap. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Seriously. I will literally go anywhere at this point. I'm like, I told, uh, I told Tanya I'm down to go to Amsterdam. Like yeah. I Amsterdam, I really want to go regardless, but there's, Amsterdam's a fun time. there's some, uh, convention or award show going on there. And I'm like, <sighs> I, usually again, I understand we're coming with AVN. They, they usually pay for my flight at my hotel. I'm like, if they don't do it this time, then, you know, I understand because it's a newer, you know, it's not like Exotica with, you know, like all that and stuff or AVN. Like, I totally get it. We could start, though, you know, like I told her, like, can you reach out to them? See if they can, like, you know, give me anything like like incentive wise, like help me get there or something. And she's like, I'll do my best. I'll see what they can do. But I came to the realization I'll probably have to get my own ticket and it's like $1,500 to get to Amsterdam and back. And I'll teach you some tricks. Like, Because uh... Uh, <laughs> I just found Prague for like $750 round trip. Really? That's not bad. No, it's not bad. bad. It's not bad at all. And the thing about it is once you're in Europe, in Europe flights are dirt cheap. Good. Good. I just think I... I'm banned from Europe. Still. No, you're just banned from the UK. Oh, yeah. Just the UK. So you just don't go to England. Okay. Okay. I'm just... I just... I feel like if they're that way, then other people that way will be that way. So I'm just like, I'm going to stay away from that direction of the world. No, no, no. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> as long as you were not banned from the European Union, you'll be fine. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look at the paperwork. Yeah, look at the paperwork. Make sure you're not banned from the EU. Oh, that would suck. That would. I don't know if Prague's in the if the Czech Republic's in the EU because they don't use euros. I'm awful with my countries. So you the Czech Republic is part of the bad memory. Is part of the EU. So check, okay, check to see if you're banned from the EU or just the UK. Yeah, I should. I don't even know where that would be <laughs> online somewhere. Your paperwork, maybe? I don't know where that is. <laughs> I'm sure I'll find it in my like millions and millions of papers, like stacked in my file cabinet. Like, <laughs> organize me. <laughs> yeah, but 100%. I, I want to go to Prague. Anna DeVille lives there now. So, like, she can show me around. Eric Everhard, he moved to Prague. There's a lot of production happening in Prague. I didn't realize it until he he said he mentioned it. He was actually real 
real good friend of mine in the industry. He uh, he brought me to EDC. Awesome. Awesome. He brought me to a couple of festivals. And I just remember afterwards, I would like handcuff him to the bed and we would fuck for hours. <laughs> it's a hard knock. <laughs> yeah. He did the same to me. And and then he left. And I was so, so devastated. Him. Yeah. So I definitely probably hit him up around that time and be like, where are you at? He's moved around a lot since then. He's he's living life. As you traveling. should. As you fucking Yeah. Should. Yeah. So you need to see more of the fucking world and not on a cruise ship. I know. I know. But I love cruises. They're fun. See, how I like to travel is I like to get an Airbnb or a hotel in the middle of a neighborhood and just go into pubs and meet people. Yeah. Just do your own thing. Not have to like be on like a time crunch, like on a schedule. Or be surrounded by a bunch of other Americans. Because my thing, I, what I love about the cruises is that they stop in destinations and like you can like have that time to go off and do your thing. But I hate the fact that, okay, you got to be on the boat or also leave you. Like, fuck off. Like, right. I just want to be. Don't leave me in a fucking country stranded where I know nothing. And like, yeah, I want to be stranded in a country where I know nothing. But I do, but if I'm in a cruise situation with all my shit on the boat, like hell no. Right. If I, I was leave. in a hotel Airbnb. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, I I want to drop my shit in the hotel and then just get just get weird. Yes. I'm the same way. For uh <laughs> 2017, like me and my guys, we went to Amsterdam and then we bounced over to we bounced over to Munich for Oktoberfest. Ooh, that was a lot of fun. Oh, it's it's a, it's amazing. <laughs> Such a shit show, but it's amazing. I bet. And then they bounced back to the States. I bounced up to Finland for a couple days. All right. <laughs> for the audio audience, Jillian's <laughs> leaking wine at the moment. I'm tripping it down my chin, trying to look it up with my finger. <laughs> it's very sensual. Very sensual. I'm drooling when you talk about Finland. <laughs> Sorry. Helsinki was rad. <laughs> Sounds rad. And then I bounced back to Amsterdam, back to the States. But... I don't speak a word of fucking Finnish. <laughs> I don't even know what Finnish sounds like. Well, and when I travel internationally, I at least try to learn a Feel couple. You. <laughs> I, I try to learn a couple phrases of like the local language. Yeah, like the typical like "Hello, how are you doing? Where's the bathroom?" Yeah, <laughs> how to order whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> but Finnish is just I can't comprehend it. Thankfully, all the fucking Finns speak English. Oh, good. That is really good. <laughs> the Germans. The Germans, some of them spoke English. It was really funny. The ones that did assumed we were British for some reason. Like, you guys from England? Like, no. If I try to speak another accent or another language, I'd probably sound British. Even though I'm Irish and Scottish and I want to sound that, it just comes off the wrong way. But we were just speaking English. We were speaking English and they just assumed we were British. Like, oh, Americans don't come here very often, do they? I don't understand English, English, how people can confuse the two. Maybe. Well, because so few Americans leave the U.S. Yeah. They're probably like, oh, we only, people speaking English? Oh, they're obviously British because Americans or Australians? Well, right. Australians actually do fucking travel. Yeah. Like almost everywhere I've ever gone, I've run into Australians. Same. Yeah. They're really fun over there, too. They're really nice. Like, um, oh, what's their phrase? Good day, mate. Ah, not that, but it's something else. It's like, it means like all good. You all know what I'm talking about. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm blanking on it. The wine for the. All good. Hold up. Now I got to. See, gotta, this is. 
This is Jillian's consumption level at the moment. All good in Australian <laughs> slang. I can't remember it. It's not here. I'm not. It was so good too. I kept saying it all the time. But you're right. The Australians are super friendly. <sighs> They're so nice. I just, I love it. And for whatever reason, Australian women love American dudes. Oh yeah, sweet ass. Because I, it's like it sounds like sweet ass. Right. Sweet ass means all good. Nice. <laughs> or awesome. I had never heard that before. <laughs> Sorry. now. Sorry, <laughs> I found it. It would have bothered me until I like found it. All good. <laughs> Honestly, like when I was down there, girls were just buying me drinks in the bar. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's an American dude doing here? Here, we'll buy you drinks. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. Yeah, I never in my life thought I would eat a kangaroo. Oh, they're so tasty. They're so good. They are. So good. <laughs> I got a kangaroo emu so pizza while I was in Sydney. Yeah? Yeah. I just had straight up kangaroo. Oh, I did that I, It looked like a steak. It just, it, oh, so good. I loved it. You know, like I, I got to love animals, but I'm not like one to be like vegan, but like I I just, because we were literally up in a hot air balloon, like looking down at, well, there are wallabies, but kangaroos, wallabies to me, they jump around, have pouch, have babies. Like they're all marsupials. They're all the same (laughs) to me. Like, I'm like, oh, I just saw them hopping around. Now I'm eating one. (laughs) Like I have a heart people. I do. I don't. But I'm also like, I want to get what's mine. (laughs) If it's cooked right, I'll eat it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> usually medium rare for me. I like it still. High little. five on that shit. Yeah, that's right. Oh, medium rare is the way to be. You people that do well done, unsubscribe Ooh. now. Ooh. We don't. We don't want you here. I don't want to fight with my food. Like, I mean, I want to fight with my food it. if it's still alive. If it's still alive, yes. But I don't. I don't. I couldn't. I like lobster. Like that. Just like scares the shit out of me when they're alive still and like no but i understand why you cook lobsters alive because they release like a poison i never knew that my friend knows that because he's a chef but he was chef back in the day so like he knows how to they release a poison i've never heard that so they within like not even an hour like they or like or a couple minutes, they release a poison or something, and they only like yeah, some like that. He he's like you have to boil them immediately after like they're alive. It's funny because he told me while when I was I was watching like an episode of like Jersey Shore or something, and they were cooking lobster. <laughs> so oh, okay. and they so had I, I kept it outside too long. We're like they're gonna get poisoned because I just I just googled it. So lobsters and other shellfish have harmful bacteria naturally present in their flesh. Once the lobster is dead, these bacteria rapidly multiply and release toxins that may not be destroyed by cooking. Therefore, you minimize the chance of food poisoning by cooking the lobster alive. Exactly. So it's a bacteria thing. It's not that, like it's not like a snake's poison. It's just like, oh, right. this is a dirty fucking sea fucking cockroach. Because <laughs> that's what they are. They're in the same family yeah. as cockroaches. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you cook a cockroach right, I'll eat it. <laughs> I'm so weird with bugs. Oh my! I ate I ate fucking ants in Colombia. What? Yep. I ate. I know that is a thing though. You don't even put on a stick and like dip it in ants and then. It was just a bag of ants. I ate giant fucking ants in Colombia. When we get off air, I'll show you a video of me eating ants. I don't think I want to see it. (laughs) 
Oh, it's not bad. <laughs> I'm so weird with bugs. Like, I, I was recording BTS one time on my premium for my fans. Unfortunately, my Snapchat is locked, so I don't have that opportunity anymore. But I posted it just so people could see kind of my reaction. I was just sitting there just being so cute and just being like, aww. And then all of a sudden it just like came up, like just flew by me. I went just like I backed up, like almost like knocked down the bench, like, ah, ah, just screaming, just like, ah, I can't do this. Get away from me. Get away from me. Get away from me. Oh, no. I was just over it. But as soon as it was away from me, I snapped right back into like, oh, yeah. Mm, yes, I love this. I'm just being sexy and happy and just just doing my thing. Well, you're a fucking professional. That's how it goes. <laughs> like you're like, okay, momentary distraction's over. I'm gonna be back to being a professional. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't fly well with bugs. Pun intended. <laughs> I had one in my room one time. My my friend is actually he's so cute about it because um he's like as long as they're not fucking with me, I don't kill them. Uh huh. Solid. But it was fucking with me. Even it just being there, looking at it, it's fucking with me. So he's like, I'm not gonna kill it. He's just like taking a cup, taking a piece of paper, like trying to like capture him and then like set him free i'm just like just kill the motherfucker but it's bad karma if i kill him i'm I'm gonna show you something horrible right now (laughs) oh no oh those are the ants they don't even look like ants i don't know they're they're, they're giant they look like beetles like giant bugs like cockroaches or some shit they were tasty as hell (laughs) they were just salty and crunchy uh, honestly though if like <laughs> i probably would too. <laughs> i'm like i'm in Colombia. they're selling them uh, i think if i don't if i wouldn't know what they are or what they were before if i eat it I'm like mm, that's good and like if someone was like you just ate a cockroach i'd be like the fuck did you just do to me but mm, that was kind of tasty but if i know beforehand it's like no no, don't even. <laughs> My whole thought process is like, I'm in your country. You're selling these. People buy them. I might as well try them. If they're gross, I just won't eat more of them. Yeah. Well, I'm all for trying new things. But if I don't even want to look at a bug, I don't think I want to eat a bug. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not I'm not forcing your hand on it. Because like I even tweeted at my fans one day. I was like, so another bug flew or like a bug flew to my at this time you know in my head it's another bug because a couple bugs like i like to leave my balcony door open and i don't have a screen door because i don't know who made this apartment building but it's french doors they look like they're supposed to be french doors but the one door is like glued shut like it's just shut so where you would usually put like a screen door, right? No, but so no screen door. I open my door at night and you would think that the curtain I shut and, and, and put over to like, that it would like stop the bugs from coming in, but nope, it doesn't. It came in right from underneath where it saw the light and flew in the room. Mind you, friend didn't notice. And I just saw this long little orange thing just like crawling on my stand 
And I would have never noticed if it wasn't for my damn cat. Cause she, and same thing, like, I just, I know when something's going on because she looks around the room all crazy or she just sits there and like her ears are up. But this, she was looking around the room crazy and I knew a bug was in. So she, it landed on the thing she was looking at, just staring. I moved, I have it just out of the corner of my eye. I just happened to notice it and moved it. Flew. <laughs> I'm out of the bed. Like, <laughs> Friends like, what the fuck? What the fuck do you think I'd be freaking out like this for? Bug. <laughs> Get the bug. Find the bug. It's like, I don't see a bug. It hit. I don't, it obviously wasn't a light, like, <laughs> bug, like, where it just, like, it loved light. It was some rando bug that just, like, flew in. My cat couldn't even find it. It was gone that bug wanted to live it, it's like i want to live so it was like we we're shaking my bed it was like is it under the bed like he was literally trying to save my life for me like because i was freaking the fuck out i didn't know what to do because in my head it's different when you catch it and it's out like i stop freaking but when it's in and i know it's in and like you're like you don't even know and like you're i felt like i was going crazy because like he, they he didn't know about it and like i was over it so of course like we're watching movie or something show like and my mind goes off of it for a minute but it's still there in the back of my head okay my friend's trying to go to bed and i'm like it's still in the house it's still in the fucking house i've got to find it we're about to go to bed i'm like passing out like, I like to pass out to, like, watching TV just because I just, I fall asleep easier for some reason when I'm more comfortable. I just, but then, out of the corner of my eye again, like, little flutter. I hear it. I literally, it went so close to my head, I heard it. And it landed on the curtain. And my friend was passing out. But I just, like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like whispering because like if I you yell, the, I'm like, <laughs> it'll fly away if it hears me. <laughs> so he grabs it like a, you know, paper towel or something. Like at this point, he knows like I'm not going to fuck around with her and try to save it because she's so afraid of it at this point. <laughs> I was done, dude. But guess what? He still saved it. Let it out the fucking thing. Like... <laughs> would have thought he would have you know but i don't know it was like so overwhelming for me but like as soon as it like was dead or gone or whatever i was so i was so much better <laughs> as you should be as you should be holy shit uh, but oh my god another time my cat like i knew something was going on with my cat was the earthquake we had the big one, the seven, not the big, big one, but the 7.1. Where were you for that? I was in bed. It was funny because the other one had happened. The 6.6 one happened and it happened at 11 in the morning or so. I was still sleeping. It was my day off. My friend was like, uh, we had an earthquake. He's like, I tried to wake you up. <laughs> what? We had an earthquake and I fucking slept through it. 
what the fuck? Like, what if something really happened? Like, I was upset, but also more upset that I missed out. FOMO. FOMO. Like, everyone else. FOMO on earthquakes? Yeah. Everyone else felt it. Because for me, it was kind of exciting. Like, being involved in, like, something that everyone else had, like, kind of been involved in. And, but I also started freaking out over the fact that, like, what if something really happened? I didn't wake up. Like, like. That 6.4 was, like, the first one, big one I've really felt since I moved to L.A. Yeah. I literally had walked into the office to start editing. Like, Uh I mean, in my boxers, like, put an energy drink down, like, opened up my laptop, about to start editing, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, oh, that's an earthquake. Fuck. I was just shaking. So he told me about it. He was like, yeah, you were sleeping, but everything was shaking. I heard this and that. I was like, aw, but I'm glad you're okay. Like, everything's good. And then... It was like Independence Day, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it happened. I, and guess what? We literally watched Independence Day, the movie, the night before. and Or like that morning, uh, technically. And then that happened. And then give it a little time. Then another one happens. At like four in the morning, my friend was sleeping. And I was like, I was kind of like, okay, ha, now it's your turn. You get to sleep through this one. I get to feel this, you know, like. Yeah, that one kind of woke me up, but I didn't. It wasn't consci- big enough. I didn't consciously register that I woke it me up. It was like a 5.9 or like, it, yeah, was it was like not even. It was a 5 point something. I remember waking up and like, why am I up? And went back to sleep. Yeah. Because when something just out of nowhere in the middle of the night, it just wakes you up and you're like, oh, I get it. So I, I was still up though. And I just, I happened to feel it. And I was like, okay, we're shaking a little bit. But nothing like he had said. Like, you know, he said the, like, everything was clacking. And so he happened to go to work. He's, you know, performer as well. And he was on set. And he was like, ironically, it happened when I was on set again. Because the first time he ever felt it, yeah, he was on set. And um, <clears throat> but I was like, so as soon as it happened, again, my cat was sitting on the bed. And she was just. Comfy, cuddling, just chilling, her head down. And all of a sudden, it stuck up and her ears were like out. And I'm listening. I don't hear anything. Like, it, did she hear like a big thump or like, what's going on? So then I start swaying. <laughs> Again, you know, like, I I know, okay, all right, this is an earthquake. All right, I know what it is. I'm not stupid. We go faster. I'm like, I'm just like, what is going on? Like, so I put on my phone. I start recording. And so you see her on the end of my bed, and she's, like, sitting there, like, just kind of, like, looking around. She's kind of shaking, too. And then she gets off the bed idiot she gets under my bed which is like the frame is broken i'm like fuck don't go under there but she goes under there or some shit she hides she runs away and then all of a sudden i start moving that my my fan i have like an like oscillating fan or whatever the the metal on it started clacking my i had a little um wardrobe rack and my clothes were swinging back and forth i'm gonna show you this video too because i have it still and then I, I just, I saw my water bottle and like the water was just like shaking like this. And I was just like, 
oh my god and then all of a sudden so now like we're shaking clack clack clacking and then all of a sudden <gasps> bigger louder click clack clack click click clack clack and i'm just like oh my god you hear me in the video like <gasps> oh my god i get up and for some reason i open up my balcony door and i go outside to see if like any like you can see like outside like a, it's windy outside everything's like blowing anyway so i go back inside i i i, I ended up posting the video but i cut it out because you can see where I live. So, but as soon as I come back in the door, that's when you see my fan. You see it in the video moving. And then like, you see my TV going back and forth. Shit you not, this video lasted a minute and 10 seconds. Holy shit. A whole minute. We were shaking and we were in L.A., Mind you, this happened in um, Searless Valley. Yeah, and it way was out. two hours away from us. You it's know? like 129 miles. But it, it still seemed kind of close. But yeah, it was so far away, you know. But it was just like it lasted so long. So I was just like, I was like, where did this happen? Like I, I looked online, I started seeing like breaking news and and this and that, and like I saw this video on Facebook of like people like in an aisle of a store or something and like everything just came falling down on them and it was just it was crazy it was just like and that was right where it had happened i'm just like wow these people like could imagine like i was scared like how what they were going through and yeah my friend came home like yeah i felt it on set like we were still recording too like so they got like a good bts of that i'm sure (laughs) or even played it into the scene i'm sure it was like man it just it immediately when i remembered that i missed out on the first one i didn't have fomo anymore i was like that was fucking scary yeah, that was like that made me think of like I'm in a newer apartment. So thank God, like, you know, when things like happen, like they come and, you know, check double for that stuff on top of they're up to date on, you know, their their structures. And so I'm thinking through my head, like, I'm not going to like the stove for a couple of days. Like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It was an experience. I was like, why did I have FOMO? <laughs> like, uh, I don't we're know. Gonna, we're going to fall off the face of the earth anytime soon. <laughs> like, you, know, you don't want to have a fear of missing out on that. I'm like, I should probably think about getting a place in Vegas soon or something. <laughs> no, Vegas felt that earthquake too. But I was like, that as soon as I heard that, I was like, we're not safe. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't want to go back to Minnesota. Damn it. <laughs> no, definitely not. Winter bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Way bad. And then and Vegas got, when it's hot, it's humid. Vegas got too. snow last year, so you don't want to go to Vegas. Honestly, the whole... Uh, everyone's fucked up because LA, we got so much rain. We got thunderstorms. Like, what? it doesn't... It doesn't do that here. We actually got snow in the fucking... In the hills. And then we got... Yeah, we got snow too. So it's... Everything's off ever since um, like that one... Like tornado or or hurricane or something somewhere, I forget oh, I mean, where it was. Like, once, everything's been off. Once Donald Trump got elected, it just, just fucked up the whole weather. Honestly, the whole year of 2019, I think it's just because it's like I'm ready for a new like decade or some shit. Like I'm ready for it to be 2020. It's about to happen. Don't rush it. I know. I know. It and, and then and then when I'm like, oh, I want it to be another year. I'm like this year has gone by way too fast. Right. 
It's like, what I have, what have I done with my life this year? <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> I was such a jerk on, during the first earthquake on the 4th of July. So Facebook, you know, of course, put out the mark yourself safe thing and request, yeah. request help if you need it. Mm-hmm. I put over that. We need more beer for the barbecue. Help for me and 20 people. We need more beer at the barbecue. <laughs> a lot of people laughed. A couple of people were really right. not amused about that. Right. It's like, why are you partying when, like, <laughs> there's an earthquake? Line. And there, you know, why, so are, you, why are you using the, the emergency help response system over Facebook to ask for more beer? Right, right. Because <laughs> it's fucking funny. And at that point, there were no injury reports from. People take things way too serious. <laughs> they do. And as much as, you know, part of my profession is being an asshole on the internet. So <laughs> like, I'm going to use this opportunity to ask for more beer. Yeah. Hey, I'm sure some people were like, hey, man. Oh, no. A bunch of people laughed about it. A bunch. <laughs> of people. There was just one dude who was like, not even a friend of mine, who, a friend of a friend. Who's There's like, always that one dude. He's like, this is so fucking ignorant. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of on brand for me. So, yep. Yeah. And then. Well. Can't be everyone's cup of tea. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be their cup of whiskey. I know, not everyone's. <laughs> and then on the the big one, I'm I'm happy it ha- happened when it happened because I literally just mm-hmm. finished taking a shit, and I was walking to the elevator. You're like my shit just rocked the whole world. <laughs> I just walked to the elevator. I called the elevator right when it struck. I'm like. Cool. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen while I was on the toilet, and it didn't happen while I was in the elevator. Good, 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 good. Oh my god! And the the worst part about it is, one of my dear one of my dear friends was in from Chicago, and had never been to LA before. And this is his first experience with LA. He's like first oh. night in town. Like, hey, he's well, like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, yeah, man, welcome to town. Yeah, fuck. That's it's kind of awesome. But it's like kind of scary <laughs> because, well. And kind of in the way like, oh, let's go to Florida during a hurricane or, you know, let's, you know, like, let's be in the middle of a tornado. Like, oh, hey, you happen to be in the middle of an earthquake, you know, uh, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, he's just like, well, this is my first time to L.A. I get to experience the first the biggest earthquake in 20 years. Yeah. For me, I I remember. Oh, in the video, you'll hear the ding. You'll hear the ding ding. I was ordering my Postmates. So he was downstairs and like I was recording in the middle of it. I knew he was downstairs because I got the notification that arriving and then the earthquake. Ha- oh, oh, mind you, I had felt the tiny one right before the 7.1. And I was like, I was paranoid and at a moment for a moment. But I tweeted it. I was like, what's with all these earthquakes? Just kind of like kind of in my head. And because I didn't see any, because I, I follow like all the like the earthquake bot, LA quakes, and all that. I follow all of them, and I didn't see anything. I was like, "What's going on?" Like I, I know I felt an earthquake. Nine five minutes later comes the big one, and uh, you know my postmates is downstairs. Ding ding ding! I hear him calling or like texting or whatever. Like you, you, you see the video, and. Um, so then my, he calls. He's like, I think we just had an earthquake. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, we definitely did. He's like, um, well, the elevator is not working. 
right now or I'm not sure about going in the elevator. Can you come down? I'm like, yeah, I got you. Um, so I run down like five flights of stairs, like to my postmates. I grab my order and like we just we all there's like a couple people outside like standing, like just kind of like waiting probably to go in the elevator or some shit. Like I just go up. Well, the, the they fled outside, which is not what you're supposed to do. That's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> So I was just like, why are there so many people outside? But it just, it, it worked, you know, in a sense, cause like we all were talking, like we were all talking about it. Like, you know, we never felt this one this big since like when it happened, like, you know, back in like the what seventies or eighties or something 90s. like that. Nineties, like, you know, like, I didn't even know about that one. Like I, I Northridge, that was the, like the big one in the middle. Yeah. So like, I, you know, like that's when we started talking about that. I was like, Oh really? You know, like, you know, hopefully, you know, the big one doesn't happen. It was crazy. Like, we were just talking about it. And it's like, wow, crazy to think, like, you know, to just be involved in this. Like, again, you know, like, I am kind of glad I experienced it because I would have, again, had the fear of missing out, like the FOMO. Because, like, I, I like the fact that like, you're talking about it to somebody, you know, like, just be like, we went through that together. Like, what it's were a you doing? Experience. Yeah. yeah, like, what were you doing? Like, you're clearly just finishing a shit. And I was ordering perfect, Postmates. and Perfect timing on I, not being on. Because that would have been and terrifying. And my was on set getting his dick sucked. You know, like, what were you doing during our earthquake? <laughs> would have been terrifying. Yeah, my pants were I want to hear in the comments of this interview. Like, <laughs> what were you doing during our earthquake on... July 4th and 5th. <laughs> yeah. It's better than That's asking great. people their 9-11 stories. Oh, goodness. Why did you? Because <laughs> that was another bonding experience. I'm like. <laughs> I, get, I get it. But yeah. No. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I was going to elementary school. I was in elementary school. I remember sitting at my desks, like the little, where you sit there, you have a little cut, like the deepness in it and then you open it up and you got like like i got all my stuff in my little cubby desk you know i shut it as soon as i shut it like shit on the tv like like oh my god what you know like i'm young like i don't know what fucking happened you know i'm six <laughs> yeah my old ass point. my old ass went to the bar <laughs> i went to the bar on 9 11 <laughs> You know, it's just, it's, it's crazy, you know, to think, you know, all the years have gone by, you know, like, dude, and all the things that just keep happening in this world. We're two years away from it being 20 years. Yeah. 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 That is crazy. You know, and a lot of things have happened in this world since, Oh yeah, you know, and it's, it's a crazy fucking world. It's not going to end. Hopefully it gets better, but who knows? <laughs> uh, we're I'm just over this global warming. <laughs> i mean come on like it was cold like all of winter when it's like sp supposed to be the hottest place you know like my mom came from minnesota granted it's minnesota you know but she came here when it was our worst when it was like our winter when it was like really cold and gloomy and no sun and, and she even granted she was still like this is way better than minnesota yeah, I'm I'm born and raised in Chicago. I know those fucking Midwest winters. 
But I'm like, no, this is not like this is not the reason I moved here. <laughs> like, well, I was joking the whole every day. Like, it's not I, happening. I was joking the whole winter with people. Like, man, I didn't know I moved to Seattle. We're getting Seattle's weather. That's what right? my yeah. That's what my friend and I agreed on. Pretty much, like we're getting all the rain, some snow. <laughs> like, come Seattle on. got fucking feet of snow this year. As oh we, yeah, I can imagine. as we get into the weather oh, report portion of the show. Speaking of. And Minnesota, negative, like the most negative I've ever been. Like Chicago record. was negative 51. Yeah, there you go. Yep. And Minnesota was like right behind that, if not the same. Yeah, I know. I was texting pictures of friends back home and sh- me in shorts. Like, I you would still live there. <laughs> I always did that to my family. <laughs> not in like a cocky way, but all kind of in like a, hey, this is me living my life. Oh, no, I completely but. do it in a, you idiots still live there. <laughs> you know, you could I just think, come west. I think now I'd be like, haha, yeah. Because my mom at one point was like, I'm going to come move here. And then she realized, like, it just wasn't the right time. I was like, yeah, it's not the right time. But well, what I she's going to be regretting it come winter time. <laughs> right. What I tell friends all the time back in the Midwest is don't suffer because your ancestors made a mistake. <laughs> you know what's really funny? Uh, my mom was born in Cali. Oh, that's super fucked up. That's super fucked up. Like, oh, not only <laughs> was she born in the right place, she emigrated to the wrong place. I think, though, it was for a reason so I could appreciate California more, you know, because I think if, maybe if I would have grown up here, I I would have never known what it was like to live somewhere cold and I would have never, you know, been in that situation to be like, Oh, I need to get out of it. <laughs> but no, I, I, uh, I'm so glad like I'm, I'm here and I've, I've gone through what I've, I've gone through. And, and again, like my mom's always supported me, but I've always questioned like, why the hell did you move to Minnesota? Like, why couldn't we live a life in California? You know, it's just like, she actually hated the hot. She wanted it to be cold. I'm like, what is your deal? Like you, that's fucked up. <laughs> no wonder why you're always a bitch because you're you're always cold. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I just like grew a certain life where it's like knowing that I could have lived somewhere else. Like growing up, it's just it's fucked. I think that's why I always wanted to be like move out of it, and then I appreciated my mom more because it's like I understand like why she was always in a bad mood because she was always trying to provide or trying to get some rest or trying to stay fucking warm. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that is the mis- miserable Midwest struggle yeah, like, right there. That's why sometimes I still like see that I have like characteristics or like just like the personality of my mom when it comes to like when I get angry or when I get mad or upset, it's like, that's where it comes from. <laughs> it's like, I have no reason to be angrier to hate my life. Like, I love everything I do. But then it's like, oh, the mentality of, like, my mom or my family still stuck in Minnesota when they could be in California, but it's so expensive here. Like, like I make what I make and they wouldn't be able to. Or who knows? Maybe they are living somewhere that, you know, just there's not enough people, so they're not making enough money. Like, just come here. Just come to Cali. Yeah, it's more expensive, but you make more money because it's more expensive. Not necessarily. Like, wages have not cut. It's, but it's, it's not the same for everybody. It's not. True. Especially if you're trying to move over here in the middle of a job and having a boyfriend and he has kids. Like, 
<laughs> it's different for me. I was 18, like ready to move out, like by myself, going to see a career and a lifestyle and move and just doing just me. And it's different when you've got to worry about yourself and other people. Like again, well, why I haven't exactly gotten a relationship. Why I, why I don't breathe. <laughs> like when I make poor life choices, they only negatively affect me. They only affect. Yeah. <laughs> it's the responsible, irresponsible thing I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I probably shouldn't go to Prague. It's probably not financially wise for me to do it. Still going to fucking do it. Because you can't – sometimes I live my life where it's like, oh, I don't have the money. Like, oh, I'm not going to have fun. Like, no. you. Even if you don't have money, you can still have fun. What? You know? Or like even if you're not in the right situation, you can still have fun. Or like this and that. Like just go do it because, yeah, you, you might go negative in your account. But whatever thing you might do the next day will make up for it. And well, and the thing about it is, like, you'll I could be hit by a fucking car tomorrow for the rest of your life. I could be hit by a fucking car tomorrow. Why am I exactly for or fucking, that? Yeah. I, why <laughs> am I planning for 10, 5, 10 years from now? No, no, no. I'm not taking any of this fucking money with me. Yeah. I might as well fucking spend it, enjoy it. Yeah. Have fucking experiences. A lot of people tell you when you get in the industry to save up your money or do this and do that. It's like, I believe in the realistic, like, well, the reality of like more money, more problems. Like, well, I, I actually googled this because <laughs> it came up earlier in our conversation. So, there's a diminishing return to happiness. Like, it's actually a well publicized study that put the optimal income for happiness around seventy five thousand. When you make more than seventy five thousand a year, it's diminishing returns on the happiness. Go ahead and kill it. <laughs> I had to move it to the other side so I could. So the microphone stand was. Interfering with the boozing. Me, yeah, interfering with me getting as drunk as I want to be. You're not drunk, are you? I'm not. Good. I'm tipsy. <laughs> that is the perfect level. I think one bottle of wine and I'm fine. <laughs> you say two glasses of wine and I'm fine, but one bottle. <laughs> I can handle it. <laughs> I mean, I bought you a second bottle just in case I didn't know what your tolerance is. That'll like. probably be coming home with me. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing party gifts on this. I'll I'll open it a little bit. And because I've opened it a little bit, I'll bring it home with me. (laughs) I see how it is. I'll be sneaky like that. (laughs) Pulling a kiki dare on me. But I could only imagine drinking full two bottles of wine. (laughs) I'm already starting to slur you guys. Stop. (laughs) Well, it actually is about last call. Because we've actually gone over time already. Oh. Oh, Believe it or not, we've gone two hours and 45 minutes. What? Yeah. It was only supposed to be an hour and 30. Uh, two hours. <laughs> she said like 90 minutes on my call sheet. <laughs> I told her either way, we've gone two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> Hold up. I have the interview or the call sheet. I mean, I mean, we could discuss this off air. We don't have to <laughs> debate either it's, way. It's no matter, not even loading, but it's supposed to be 90 minutes. No matter what the call sheet says, we've got two hours and 45 minutes. We've gone like double, almost triple. Jillian, where can the audience find you on social media? Where can they find your website? Let's right. Let's, let's, let's edit like 30 mi- minutes of that out. And like, let's why? Yeah, cut well, it what, what is the 30 minutes to cut? <laughs> You're going to play the whole thing? Oh, yeah. Because I don't know if some people sometimes go in and edit or what. 
or just post the any, whole thing. I don't think there's anything really to add. I am a big talker. I talk a lot. I know. <laughs> like I barely got a word in at points. <laughs> I know. And I'm a big talking motherfucker, so. <laughs> Jillian, where can we find I was, I was like, what am I going to do with myself while you're talking? Because <laughs> I was talking the whole time. Um, honestly, again, I'm a big talker. So if you want to talk to me, have a good time, you can... Call me. You can text me on textjillian.com. That's the main place to kind of get a hold of me right now. But if you want to see just more of my content, not really talk to me, just stroke to me, I'm completely okay with that. You can go to my OnlyFans. Um, it's OnlyFans slash Jillian hyphen Jansen. I shortened it, made it easier. Clubjillian.com. Um, and then social media, the only one that's working is Twitter. That's the one place that hasn't... Uh, I am shadow banned, so you do just look up XO Jillian Jansen, J-I-L-J-I-L-J-I-L-L-I-N-J-A-N-S-O-N. Just spell the last name right, you'll get it. Um, and There's you'll been find enough wine where it's like, how do I spell my stage name? <laughs> I... Every time I said that, I thought I was saying J-L, but I knew I was saying the I, so I don't know why I was doing that. J-I-L-L-I-A-N-J-A-N-S-O-N, in case if you spell it wrong, <laughs> which I know you won't. But some people, even still to this day on my call sheet, spell it with an S-E-N. It's like, I'm in six years now at this point. Well, you guys I mean, know how to spell my name. I get it. I you're a Minnesotan. It, but... you're, you're a Minnesotan. <laughs> it should be S E N. No. <laughs> I did some, like, son. Like, get some son. Like, <laughs> come on. No one. I, I guess I never said it like that. So no one ever understands that, like, that's the reason. Like, Jance, son. <laughs> She's about to cut a motherfucker. <laughs> No, but it's, that is just funny. It's just, it's just so funny because I feel like I'd be probably bigger than I am today if people just spelled my name right. (laughs) Uh, But it is my fault too because I kind of changed it. I was like Anna Lynn or Anna Grace and then Jillian Brooks and then Jillian Johnson. So I, I understand the confusion, but it's Jillian Johnson now and I'm all over the place. Um... I wish I was on Snapchat and Instagram, but again, <laughs> they locked me out and disabled me. Those so. dirty motherfuckers. I'm just over trying to start over and over again. <laughs> but um, I do have my own website, JillianJansenXXX.com. Um, I do Skype shows. I do custom videos. You can call me and have me play with my pussy, saying your name, whatever you want. And I do that, you know, with Sex Panther as well. Text Jillian.com. You can call me, text me. I send naughty videos. So I'm just a very horny girl. <laughs> I had to have a good time <laughs> with fans and my friends. <laughs> and uh, speaking of, you can come have a good time with me at Sapphire on August 17th and 18th. I'll be there all night and all day. What's Sapphire location? Sapphire 
is in Las Vegas. Well, there are multiple sapphires. There are. I did not emphasize on Las Vegas. So Las Vegas, everybody come turn up with me in Las Vegas. <laughs> I usually, yeah, every year I go to all the sapphires. So. Hell yeah. Hell I love yeah. it. I love feature dancing. I love love seeing my fans in person connect with me like one-on-one and i want to give you a good time but i give you what you you know necessarily not like the actions but like i look into your eyes like i just i it's all about you and i touch myself she looks deep deep into your eyes deep and it's just like that 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 flirty teasing kind of thing that like i do on camera and i do it in person she too she stares but into your soul yeah a lot of people like to think that you know like oh she's going to give me lap dance she's going to fuck me but it's like if i do that then i'm i'm not allowed back they don't let the club the clubs don't let that fly. And if they do, so be it. But I won't be hired back, you know. And Julie doesn't time. want to go to clubs that let that happen. <laughs> More for the fact that it's it's on, like, maybe that's why I don't escort, you know. Because, like, I love it out in public and for everyone to see on camera and contract like we signed contracts for it and everyone's safe everyone's safe like we know the the ups and downs like we know the ins and outs like but you know and and like i i respect the women that do escort because it is a huge job it's like you've got to be on point you've got to have certainness to you where you're like very dominant and just like you know your shit and don't let people fuck you or because there's times you know like i just last thing i want to do is go fuck with somebody and last thing i know is like i never see the light of day again you know because there are people love you guys but there are people out there who just take it too far for sure for sure so and before we get to that super dark topic on set (laughs) right if we start diving into that we're gonna be here for another hour yeah (laughs) <laughs> so and we'll just have you back dominant and being submissive so <laughs> we'll just have you back on real soon <laughs> good we'll good, dive good. into that shit but in the meantime <laughs> you can find me at matt underscore slayer on twitter matt f and slayer on facebook matt slayer on instagram you can find the podcast at and now we drink on twitter and now we drink underscore on instagram and until next week drink up motherfuckers Woo! <laughs>